get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 140 of the What Up Though podcast. Yes, sir. Back after a week hiatus. Uh, life just be happening, but you know what? Never mind that. It comes at us fast. Yeah. Some shit Some shit just happens. But anyway. Uh, we have fuck-ass fuck fans <laughs> trying to act like we out here liquid slapping and shit. <laughs> we missed out here like, like, what would they say next? So like, y'all, a week off. Right, so y'all, y'all just not going to record? Like, that's a week. I don't even know when the last time the what would they say next podcast even recorded. And I, I know there were plenty of living black people at the time, so obviously <laughs> it was a long time ago. I, you know, the last time they recorded, there was a bunch of statues that didn't need it toppling. <laughs> <laughs> there was racial harmony. There in was the racial States. harmony. <laughs> uh, Trump was just uh, just a, a new new president. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit been going on, but yeah, so been a lot of fuck shit, but yeah, we're back. Oh, um, we are. Was it? We're also. Um, so I, I guess I hadn't really uh, spoke on it. So starting next week, we're going to be recording on Wednesdays. But are we just going to post on Thursdays or post on Friday still? I mean, Thursday's still fine. I mean, yeah. it's we actually we got we kind of got to do it on Thursday because. I always upload it right after we record because I know I'll forget. Yeah, so I don't Thursday. have time in the morning yeah. and yeah, yeah, having a whole day to figure it out then try to upload. Nah, yeah, I won't remember. Nah. So. so yeah, we just be we'll be uploading. It'll be on Thursday earlier. So, so I, I know I know y'all like to listen to like you know the read and shit like that. But I mean, that's what comes out. To, on, that's what comes on Thursdays. Yeah, so y'all just gonna have to alter y'all podcast listening to plans. Dude, I don't know what comes out on what days anymore as far as podcasts. I'm assuming it's still Thursdays. I haven't listened to the read of Brilliant Idiots in months and months and months. Well, I well have well for me, I I never really listened to those two either. But I I mistakenly clear deleted the the data from my podcast app and it deleted all of my fucking subscriptions. Wow. So I've been trying to go back to remember shit that I listened to, but I'm guessing the shit that I really didn't care for it never really came to mind. So like right now. I listen to uh, This American Life. I listen to Axel's podcast, uh, um, Podcast Winterfell. Yep. And I listen to Rev- Revolutionist History, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Oh, I listen to another one too. Um, Some old fucking cultural. Yeah, you know, trying cultural to, ass nigga. Yeah, that <laughs> and um, oh, fuck, what's the other one? Um, you a smarty art motherfucker, right, huh? Right. Don't you count these rocks? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember what's that from. That was uh, Chris Rock. Okay. That, was a, that was a guy got out of jail and shit, and they had a, a no, no, I'm sorry, a guy uh, graduated from co- college or something. But can you look mine? Right. <laughs> 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 Man, that was a hell of a stand up. So yeah, and then um, I listen to another. What's the other one I listen to? Uh, um, fuck, it's the one. It just had an article featured on them. It's uh, it's it's two guys from jail, and it has a moderator. 
Um, yeah, you told me about it, but I don't remember the name of it. Ear Hustle. That, it's called Ear Hustle. Oh, okay. Ear Hustle, yeah. So I listen to those. So other than that, I don't really listen to too, too much other shit. But yeah, we're going back. To, we're going, not going back, but we're going to Wednesdays because I start back fuck ass school next week. So I got class on Tuesday, Thursday now. So you whatever. Trying to learn. Trying to learn and trying to make some more money and trying shit. Trying to be but, educated. Man, I'm so like, I need to figure this out because I feel like I want to file like a clash action suit against my school. <laughs> So, you, I, I, I think this has to be new because I often say you haven't been to school in a while, so I don't know if this even was happening then. So, they have, so obviously when you pay for class, you pay for class per credit or whatever, whatever the fee is per credit, whatever the credits is or whatever. So, at my school here for college, they have what they call, uh, a, for lack of a better term, a teacher contact fee so okay so if you take say you take a four a four credit class though those credits typically mean that's how many hours you're in class so if mm-hmm. you take a four credit class you're in class four hours a week mm-hmm. three etc blah 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 mm-hmm. so the class i'm taking is a four credit class but i actually see the teacher six hours a week Hmm. So, so my class is like six to nine. So three, two, three hour classes. <laughs> it's a four credit class. So instead of the class being a six credit class and you're getting six credits, you, you're paying for only four credits because you're only getting four credits and you have this extra fee that you have to pay because you're in class longer. So, I mean, it seems to me like it would balance out than if you paid for a six-credit class, right? Well, that's the thing. You're not getting six credits worth, though. You're oh, getting four okay. credits. Okay. So, it's only a four-credit, four-credit, whatever the class is, and then the extra time that you're with the teacher, they're counting that as an extra fee, but you're not getting the extra credits for it. Oh, yeah. No, you got to sue them. Duh. <laughs> at my fucking i'm taking a four credit class and i look at the i had this i'm going through my and all the fees are so fucking stupid i don't know why i gotta pay fucking 46 dollars every time i fucking register like i'm in the fucking school you know what the fuck i'm doing i'm here you all these stupid fees and then there's this contact fee of like 200 some dollars i'm like what the fuck is that and so i start trying to re like research it and that's pretty much what it is like I don't know how the fuck they got away with this shit, dog. Mm. But that shit is ridiculous, dog. Like either you shorten the class where it's only fucking four hours a week, or you give us the fucking credit since we're paying for it. Yeah. Man, that shit is so fucking stupid, man. I've been so heated, but it's like I can't do shit about it. I gotta take the. I need the classes, so I gotta take the classes. But it's like, and you know, community college is you know typically cheaper than university, so it's like I probably would pay more anyway. But that's not the fucking point, dude. Yeah. That shit is bullshit, Doug. So I need to figure out how do you start a class action lawsuit, but I think <laughs> I'm going to file it against them. So uh, start yeah. a GoFundMe or something. <laughs> yeah, that 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 might they don't. Yeah, I don't know. So that's been my frustration. But pay start paying for classes, looking up books. Oh, let's see. So on the sit on the subject of it, the class, the school book fucking like business is a fucking ripoff. School what? Business? Just the whole books. Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's been that's been like always been a always been a uh, a ripoff. But so I found out about you familiar with the the site Chegg? Nah. I guess it's a site where you could buy and rent books, mm-hmm. other than buying it from the school because it's, the school is fucking ridiculous prices mm-hmm. and shit. For instance, 
the new book that I had to get for new is like 170 there. Used was like 140 and then it's some crazy like $50, $60 to rent the book for the semester or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I look on the site check and the new book is 140 which is cheaper than the 170 The used book is 155 How, Sway? Dog. So, <laughs> you know how on the site, so they, you know, where, where you can, um, that a person to come up, you could chat with them and shit. Like if you been on any site where you buying something, the uh, uh, pop up and say, like "Are you customer service?" Yeah, chat customer thing? service chat. Oh, okay. So a customer service came up. So I'm ex- trying to ask him to explain why this used book is more than a u- new book. Because I mean, it, it's not going to help my cause. I mean, I'm not going to. I don't want a used book that bad to pay fifteen dollars more because it's a fucking used book. The whole point of getting it used so you pay less. Yeah, you pay less. Right. And so I'm like, because I don't want to spend the new money, so I want to spend less. But why gotta? Why would I use? I'm like, and I was talking to somebody and say, like, unless the used book is fucking highlighted with all the answers, I don't understand why the fuck I got to pay more for a used book. Man, he starts giving me some dumbass rationale about supply and demand of them having more used books than new books. That doesn't make fucking sense, though. <laughs> if you go on a fucking car lot, why in the fuck would you spend more for a used car than a new car? And because you got more of them? <laughs> that doesn't make fucking sense, dog. Yeah, so, but, but because of this whole long ass chat, he gives me fifteen percent off of my book to buy. So I'm like, you know what, cool. So I remember someone mentioning the check Amazon. So I ended up checking Amazon, and Amazon had it even cheaper, like one twenty or something like that. But I'm like, dog, what the fuck? Have you ever rented books versus buying books for class? Rented? No, yeah. I, I don't remember re- renting. I don't think it was an. Was option. it really an option then? It was only yeah, it was only new and used. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't recall renting shit. That was back in 1999, 2000. Yeah. But I don't recall renting books. But I don't know. I like to like highlight shit, writing books. To not do that, but I'm like, I would save so much fucking money. But the he- the headache I having, I don't know. I'm just frustrated being 37 in college trying to get my associates, and it's a fucking headache. Right. Like this is just way too hard. So whatever. So yeah, on Wednesdays, um, posting on Thursdays. Blah blah blah. Um, and last two weeks has been fucking shitty. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing happened. I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm unusually calm right now. We'll see how that plays out in the next 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, there's been the, the there's been tons of shit in our country popping off, but life wise, it's just been shitty. Just I don't know, man. I just I I've just had this this homeowners overwhelming feeling of just shit that has to be done at home. All the fucking time and not having no fucking time to do it and shit. It's always something, you know. My fucking water heater went out last week. Got that fixed. It was still kind of fucking up. Got to change the fucking light on the side of the house because it's dark. Uh, wife wants new fucking bathroom. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, man, it's just you know, it's just so much shit. Mm, so you say she want a toaster, and she want no, a whole new nigga. bathroom, <laughs> whole new fucking bathroom, both our bathrooms, and I'm like, like so an sh- additional one? No, just I'm sorry, just redoing my bathroom. Oh. Not not a, not an additional bathroom, just redoing a bathroom. It's just privacy fence, just all this shit is just you know, it it just ugh. It's like you work all day, then come home and work all day. Like I don't want to do this shit. I just need to hit the lottery. So. Powerball and Mega Ball up to like four hundred, five hundred thousand, I think. Million. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you said thousand. No, I'm <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, million. I I don't know what the fuck I would do though. 
I really don't have no fucking clue. Like, I just can't imagine a life of. It's I'd almost like Dexter. being a huh. I'd become Dexter. <laughs> that, that's fair enough, Doc. That's or fair Batman. enough. One of the yeah, probably Batman, but Batman who kills. <laughs> <laughs> Those people. <laughs> oh boy, man! I, I, I you know, if I give you guys a peek into my mind, you'd be horrified. Dude. Like, why does he think about that kind of stuff? Well, life, right life now, is lifing. Life right now <laughs> is really making making you reconsider or consider shit you probably never would have maybe fifteen years ago or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, I mean. Racism, Nazis, all the other bullshit has been prevalent for many years and shit. But I don't know. I feel like it's been so fucking in our face now, more than I can recall. Like it's it's, it's so fucking blatant. Blatant. I, let's come back to that. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 save the good stuff for the end. So, right. um, we got a what's today the seventeenth. Uh, so we last recorded on the third. So I got a um, I got a voicemail from Baylor that we didn't get to play since we didn't record. So we can get that popping. We got a couple uh, videos, uh, video voice feedbacks from uh, Jeff. Uh, we can play those, and I mean, I only got one real topic, but <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get these popping and um. We can get to talking about uh, shit going on. Uh, speak TG. So, my bad, man. I didn't know. Uh, no, he's usually like. I didn't know y'all didn't man. watch Power. That's crazy. I assumed that y'all watch Power because y'all black and that's racist. But watch Power, he said. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, bringing up Angie, getting death threats, and bringing up Tyree. You know, it really meant nothing for that email that I sent. <laughs> Apparently, but it, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the fact that niggas is crazy enough to go look up. The real actor to send the character that they're playing death threat. So, uh, niggas is foul and wrong and crazy. Other than that, tell Jeff that it's, I mean, I think it's dope that you can create fire from your hand. If that's what it really is. If you could do that, then you need, you're in the wrong business right now. You need to stop your day job if you can do that. Uh, yeah, niggas still, we, we camp, but we don't camp like, Camp camp like I I've been offered or uh, invite I ain't gonna say offer I've been invited to go into the woods and you know pitch a tent and invited shit like to go that, to the woods no nope not doing that not yet nope I'll go camping at the beach that's as much as I'm gonna do uh, other than that Bailey you can't camp I thought we did place. touch on the Mike Vick thing pause super pause I thought we did talk about the Mike Vick as soon as it came out, yeah, we, we kind of like, we, we shut that nigga down within like two days or whatever. I compared it to the Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, um, Pepsi ad commercial. The niggas just said, you know, you need to cut your hair, like everything's going to be all right after you get a fade. Fuck out of here, Vic. He was out here slitting dog throats and shit. Um, <laughs> other than that, man, hey, football season is, you know... I know that I know that uh, what you call a game last night wasn't. I mean, it was a teaser, but football season almost here. I don't know if y'all watch college football that much, um, but niggas is definitely thirsty for that. College football is like Christmas before Christmas. So, shout out to my Bruins. Y'all probably don't like them. I don't care, 
But that's just how I want to end this uh, email. Right, so, we don't. Y'all niggas have a good one. Oh, and look, can we let's let's work out this food thing. Let's try to do the food thing like before college football starts. You know, which is you know beginning of September. You know, Tuesday or Thursday. Tuesday or Thursday. You know, it's good for me. Or right, just let me know what day everybody can do it so I can make my adjustments early or whatever. So we can finally get this food thing popping. Like you got people you got people visiting y'all city and touring and shit across the world that wouldn't hear this. And I'm pretty sure the lady in and where she's from, uh Great Britain. I don't know where she's from, Australia. She's from Australia. She wants to hear this, I'm pretty sure. She don't want to hear no sports. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Um, he said something maybe you want to ask a question. Oh, um I uh, lost it again. Uh about his comments? Or? Yeah, he said something maybe you want to ask ask a question. What did he say? Um Mike Vick, uh No. Uh talking about the food Camping. Camping. Fuck. Damn, my memory is garbage, dog. I'm about to run this shit back, like, real quick. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, I remember now. Uh, college football. Not college football, but football, period. Are, are you on the uh, boycotting the NFL train? You know, I thought about it, and I was having a conversation with my wife about it, and I guess the... The, kind of, the question I was asking her was just like, because I was telling her I was watching. I think whatever that Saturday was, I was watching the preseason Lions game. And so um, I came to the house and was talking to her, and we got on the sub. She like, well, so should you be boycotting, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I just don't know what my boycott watching would do. I feel like if enough people could do it and make a difference. But I feel like the people... And I'm not one of these people, but the people who constantly go to games buy merchandise, I feel like those people will probably be the, will have the biggest impact as far as actual money loss mm-hmm. of to to make some kind of a stance or whatever. Um, so I don't know. At this point, I don't think I will. I just I like I say I just don't know what the what the benefit of me doing it is. So. <clears throat> yeah, um I don't I don't know how I feel about it either. Like I, I I want to in the sense of like I want to express some sort of discontent with I want change. Yeah, with we what's want, going yeah. on. At the same time, it is tough when you know that your actions won't really have an impact. And I know people always say like, oh, it starts with one person and yada yada yada, but like I think to me and and this could be just me trying to like I don't know pass responsibility or whatever it, I, I don't know I haven't thought about it too much but I'd feel better about it if I felt like the actual players were doing something and I know that sounds weird but like it's like if the if the actual players were not even like boycotting like oh, I ain't gonna play but like if all the black players were like fuck it I'm not gonna stand for the anthem I'll be like, man, now I, I feel like we are more united front. You know what I'm saying? But like it's like it feels like a small percentage of the NFL staff, staff being like everybody, and then like the fans 
combined. I feel like it's such a small percentage of people who are actually going to do something. And part of me is like, I want to be part of that. But then I think a lot of people are doing it just to say they just to say they're doing it. And I still want to watch the Lions play. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I, mean, I mean, granted, there's a I, I, for me and I, you know, I can't even fake it. There is a, a level of, of selfishness of something I truly enjoy watching. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely can't, you know, uh, can't hide that fact or whatever. I feel like um, if we was down as a community to to just do that shit, I'd be in. But like, I feel like it's just such a small portion. Like, I feel like if every black person didn't watch the NFL, the NFL would still be like, "We good. <laughs> like, we still got enough people right. to be straight." You just, I I wonder if every fucking black player decided they wasn't going to play, or some shit like that. How would it, how would that? I know that would impact the game tremendously. I think any number of players decided they're not going to play. Yeah, uh, if it that, was the NFL, like, they just shut the fucking. Yeah, thing that's down. not even reasonable. But, like, I was if they just all kneeled for the anthem. Well, like, that I would be say, a big enough statement to where I'd be like, "We're really on a united front on this in this regard." So, count me in. Well, it, well, I will say there's definitely been um, a lot more players coming out, coming out, sitting, sitting. <laughs> um, um, Marshawn Lynch did, and he's going to continue to. Uh, that nigga said he been he been doing it for eight and years. And, and, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and, and that's the crazy part. And I, I read that too. But I just wonder, like, why nobody gave a fuck about him doing it for all this time, and now is is coming out. Uh, I think it's is it was it Martellus Bennett? Is that the player? That's a for, name. I don't know what he did though. No, he he's he started sitting um for the anthem. Okay. And you know, I think he he's uh on the on the Seahawks and he started talking about it. I thought it. he was still on the Bears. I believe that's Martellus Bennett. I yeah, mean I, I, I say wrong names over here all Well the time. no, that's his name, but like I mean like I don't I don't know like I'm really out of the loop particularly as far as like player movement goes, and that's for sports period. So like I don't really know where anybody is. Like all off season moves and shit like that. I don't know where where players are playing right now, so I know Marcus no, Bennett. Is, I'm sorry, take that back. Bears. Take that back, Michael Bennett. Okay, I don't know. Who he has is. a brother, Martellus Bennett, but okay. that's a different team. I'm sorry, yeah. Oh, um, I know who Martellus Bennett is. I don't know what team he plays for. I know he. Well, I mean, I, I'm assuming he's still on the Bears, but like I said, I don't know. Yeah, he he's on. I don't know some other team. I think he's on the Green Bay now, but uh, yeah. So other players. Uh, um, there was a couple of Lions players that spoke out about Trump, um, uh, Golden Tate, and then it was who's the, the Lions player that has the name? It's something Guapo. <laughs> One of the Lions. I can't think who it is, dude. Big Sean. <laughs> um, man, his name is his. It's his Twitter name. Uh, so that's not his actual name. It's his Twitter name. Yeah, his Twitter name is something Guapo. Uh, Amir Abdullah, Amir Guapo. That's his Twitter uh, name. That's Amir Spanish Abdul. for handsome. That's so what he's it is. Himself, yeah. Oh. Had no idea. Okay, you learn something every day. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> I have a very, very loose, loose <laughs> knowledge of the Spanish language. For some, which is sad for somebody who took as much Spanish as I did in high school and college. But yeah. I remember that much. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he kind of spoke out, you know, stuff. So I don't know. I think it's who'd you say it was? Uh, Mir Abdullah. Oh, okay. I just, I, I, I just don't want it to become taboo. No one to just come, just like, 
I, I just wanted to make a, a some kind of difference somehow, not to just you know a couple of random players sitting out and no one gives gives a fuck or whatever the case. Um, but yeah, I I, I'm more interested in like getting out on these streets. Like I know that sounds crazy, but like I'm more interested in like doing shit, doing shit, and not like tweeting about shit that don't really matter. Like hey, yeah, I'm uh, not watching football this season. Like cool, but I mean. The, oh, no, the mean, NFL's not even going to see. I think, it, I think it, it has to start somewhere, and I just feel like these are starting points. I mean, which is why I also feel bad about it. Yeah, because the, at the same token, the the breakout that we're not doing could be a starting point for something more. But that's again, how that's how like revolution dies is for by people who say, "Oh my, whatever I'm doing isn't going to make a difference." Right. So that's why I feel bad about it. So it's like it, it's weird. Um, speaking of that, though, let's talk briefly. And I'm, when I say briefly, I mean very briefly because it's not going to impact very many of our listeners. But um, in Detroit, we had a primary election last week and the voter turnout was abysmal as usual. Um, I didn't hop online and be like, oh, we should be voting and all oh, this turnout is ridiculous. I mean, because that's part of I mean, all of that's true, but a lot of that is more like people glorifying the fact that they did vote and that's not something i feel like doing really but it there's something to be said about the fact that uh blacks in detroit are not out here voting and will simultaneously also complain about all the shit that's going on and when you are in a place where like if if we look at the nfl if me and you don't watch the nfl that's not going to touch their ratings. Like, we ain't even Nielsen household, households. Like, right. they're not going to be like, hey, we lost two viewers. Like, it's not, it's not even going to fucking matter. up now. But, man, if, if motherfucker, like, every fucking vote, when I say every vote matters, it really matters in, like, local shit. Especially if you're in an uh, area where ain't nobody voting. So, it's like, if your turnout is 5%, like, you got motherfuckers that's not voting that, that shit make a big fucking difference if that 5% becomes... 10% like it's still shitty but like that's a big difference so like it was wild not wild but like because I expected it but it was like crazy to see that like nobody went out and voted I mean granted it was a primary but it's not there's no reason for me to believe that all of a sudden they're going to turn out in November either well, so. I just, yeah no but the thing is the primary is 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 how you're getting the people in November to vote for mm-hmm. if you don't vote for nobody in the fucking primaries you're not even getting potential people that you may even want in the fucking normal election to even get. So it's like you're you're, you're not even helping the cause early enough to even get viable people. You know what I mean? In the fucking uh, you know November election, that shit is just so like I feel like for the most part, and I'll just say for Detroit because I feel like that's what it is. I feel like Detroit has only went out and voted for Obama and Kwame. Pretty much. Other than that, that's all. Yeah. I remember when when I remember being in um in line when Obama first uh first term and man it was fucking lines around the fucking buildings and shit dog yeah. but no one gives a fuck about the city council the fucking city clerk uh any of this shit that that directly affects you every fucking day you have a shitty ass city council clerk the the fucking I, I can't think of her fucking name the city clerk who we have now 
should not be the fucking city clerk because we've had terrible fucking voting machines for the last few years. Uh, all shit that seemed like that all these issues with voting and has not been fixed at all. And somehow this bitch still gets most of the fucking votes. And I feel that's just because of notoriety. People know her fucking name. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of people vote. And the funny thing about it is the dude who plays second, I voted for him. Yeah. And I didn't even know who he was, but uh, my neighborhood had a uh, uh, like a neighborhood wide garage sale, and this spanned like maybe like a smooth maybe two three mile radius, mm-hmm. and um, it was just like a whole thing. Everybody had you know shit out, people were walk walk you know going by buying shit, and um, we stopped. We went by you know we went drove around the hood and you know. Look to see what people had out, and we stopped at one, and dude was there, like, oh, he was like, yeah, he was like petitioning, like, hey, you know, I'm running for city clerk, yada yada yada. I was like, oh, cool, and then I went and voted. I was like, oh, hey, that's dude from uh from the garage sale. I vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was like that little like it, that to, to me, put a, to put a face to see somebody in the fucking neighborhood, shit like that to me mean, mean makes a lot means a lot makes a lot of sense to yeah. to want to vote for um. People. It's 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 funny because I and, I, and it's, 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 it puts it it puts it in in perspective because for me it was like if you look at I, you look at somebody that you don't really know you you see them like walking around the hood of you know uh you know promoting and shit like that it's you like for me I kind of think like oh that shit don't fucking matter and then I went into the fucking voting booth I was like hey that's that dude from the uh, <laughs> that I saw at the garage sale yep. so it was like it actually made a difference I was like oh that's that guy and then fuck the bitch that's fucking the city clerk right now so I'm like okay alright cool this works so yeah I ended up voting for him Um, did you vote for Mike Duggan I did um, I don't really have nothing totally I don't have totally nothing really against him I just don't think there's anybody else who who I felt that I knew enough about to decide if I wanted them to to, to challenge. I'm not dis. I'm not. I'm not. I don't dislike Duggan. I just. I don't know. I just. I don't know. It's just weird. But I, I always put him in the mind of Carcetti from The Wire, and I just feel like he's just up to no good. So <laughs> that's. I don't know. I don't have a real a real uh, valid reason, and that's the why I don't totally care for him. Um. What I really didn't really. Kitty's wild on Game of Thrones. Dog. Oh my god. <laughs> I that, love that actor, man. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good actor, but I hate his fucking guts on everything I've seen. I hate him his in. face, everything. His face, his his <laughs> voice. Just just seeing him walk just pisses me off and shit. <laughs> Watching him leave out the fucking uh, room uh, on last episode. And he just he's just like he's fucking up to something. The fucking bitch. Uh, I, I hate him, but I love him. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I I do one of the one of my quirks with um with Duggan is that I felt like his the last two term his first term he really he really pushed this whole that whole fucking de insurance shit mm-hmm. and then he brought it up again when he was you know trying to go go reelect it and I feel like you're just bringing it up again for talking points and you're not really pushing the shit. I think they really figured out that it wasn't as easy as it as they thought it may have been. Which I get it. You're you're trying to change years and years of insurance companies fucking citizens over 
for years and making top fucking dollar. Michigan has is Michigan the only no fault state where they make you pay the maximum of, of for certain shit in your insurance policies and shit. Man, and know. it's something to that effect. I can't remember exactly what the, uh, the the description is. Hey, the airplanes are back. Yeah. Oh, hey, airplanes. Um. But yeah. So other than that, I don't know. I. I just wish that there was somebody who would would make a focus on on things other than downtown Detroit the way they do. You got, and I feel like, and I I, I, I use this hashtag on Twitter, um, uh, a tale of two Detroits because I see all the shit that's, that's happening downtown. Did yeah, you I, make that up? I, I I haven't seen it up other otherwise on no, there, so I feel like it's, I feel right. like it's mine. I'm claiming it. <laughs> Go for <laughs> um, it. I see so much shit going on downtown. You got a fucking uh, uh, Tony Hawk getting fucking skate parks. And then, you know, two other tweets later, you see a drive-by on the west side. Like, <laughs> there's all the other bullshit happening, but they're focusing so much down there. I just I just needed to trickle out a little more. So I think, And that's actually the exact reason why I didn't vote for Mike Duggan. And, like, when I go around my neighborhood, like, it's it's been interesting for me moving back into the hood. And seeing, like, the way people behave and respond to certain things. Because, like, so, like, driving around, like, my neighborhood, there's a lot of Mike Duggan signs in the lawn. And... Only fucking sign I have is Janae Ayers for city council. I still don't have mine. But oh, what the fuck? You gotta hit her up, dude. I did. Again? <laughs> no, I didn't hit her up. I saw her. Oh. <laughs> did oh, I tell you that? Yeah, yeah. you did tell me Yeah, I saw her. Uh, and I'm like, uh, my first thought was like, hey, Janae, hey, how you been? Fuck my sign at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Where the fuck my sign at? <laughs> I put in for that shit like two weeks ago. but um, And I still don't have it. But, um, well, it was more than two weeks ago at the time I saw her. And then I probably saw her like last week. But anyway, um, my thought was I looked at all the people in the hood who had Mike Duggan signs. And I kind of my, my initial thought was like, why do you support him so strongly? Because I don't think he's like a piece of shit. But like, I also wonder, like, if you are trying to uh, determine who you're going to vote for. I always look at it as like, OK, especially if you look at somebody who's up for reelection as opposed to somebody who who's new that you're trying to vote in. If you're looking at reelection, which we're looking at with him, then what did he do that? makes you think like this is a guy who i want to keep in office and if you are fucking like a uh hipster ass white dude who was like who was like oh man downtown's great i'm gonna move downtown and this shit's gonna be dope i could see you feeling like oh yeah i fuck with him he made downtown great but like if you're a person who actually lives in the city and you live in the hood like what like what is your criteria for uh a viable mayor that you're like yeah, um, I want to have him back again because I feel like if you somebody who live in a hood, what what is your pros for pros being like versus cons? Right. What right. are your pros for uh, wanting him to continue to serve as mayor? Because like, what has he done for you really? And I, I, for me, I feel like we've had him for I don't know how many years, but it's been a while at this point. And I'm like, I don't feel like anything's any different. For the people who actually like live and work in Detroit. And when I say that, I mean like not downtown. Because like you said, it's tail to Detroit. It's it's the city versus the, the downtown portion. 
and like I, I don't know what they what they really have to I, I, I don't know maybe I will talk to him ask him but I'm like what do you what about him makes you feel like he deserves more opportunity because he's been there for a long time and for you as a resident in the city what what has he done for you like what makes you think like yeah I fuck with him right. and like just off the strength of that because I couldn't think of anything just off the strength of that I was like yeah I, I'm ready for change like I don't really know like too much about any of the other candidates but I was like well the only one who's well it the primary was on the top two so it ended up being Duggan oops. And uh, Comey Young, mm-hmm. the fourth or third, whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> the second. Is <it> second? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I was totally off. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. I, I voted for Comey Young because I was like, I mean, it, it's basic, uh, very basic logic. But I'm like, he's black and his dad was Coleman Young. <laughs> Some of them for That was the beginning and end of my logic. So, I mean, I, I mean, I did a quick like I went to before I went to vote like uh, so the polls closed at eight that day. I got home at about seven fifteen and I pulled up his website real quick and I was like, let me see what you talking about on here. I was like in my head, I was like, if he gives me like the bare minimum of hope, I, I'm going to go vote for him. And I looked at his website. And I was like, I can rock with that. <laughs> I, just, I just went to vote for him. So. I was like, you know, let's. I I looked at it as it's less of a anti Mike Duggan stance and more of a let's see what somebody else can do because Mike Duggan ain't really done shit for me. So, and 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 to your credit, we've been it's particularly you have talked about the D insurance thing consistently ever since he, he was fucking running right. initially because that was like one of his big points. And I'm like, how I don't know how long it's been, but however long it's been. Like, it's fucked. Like, the insurance is still shit. And when I say insurance, like, for me, like, my mortgage should be way less than it is, but it's still pretty high because of homeowner's insurance, Uh and my car insurance is ridiculous. And I feel like, like, part of me is like, I should just move to the suburbs, because I'm like, everything goes down, and shit's way more affordable and I make way too much money to be kind of like spending all your money on. Yeah, to be kind of like I don't want to say strapped for cash because I'm not in that kind of position. But no, but you're gonna I mean, be low key balling if I move to yeah, the suburbs, you're, you're dude. Spend, yeah, and and high key balling. That's the that's the struggle we have right now trying to figure out where we want to move to because we're in you know in Detroit, <laughs> the last Western block of Detroit, <laughs> and we're trying to figure out what's what are the pros and cons between living out of the city. And living in the city, I mean, the pros up front is fucking uh, insurance costs. It, you know what I'm saying? Insurance costs out of the city is fucking way cheaper. One, two, I don't work in the city, so I wouldn't have to pay fucking city taxes. Mm-hmm. So that's another uh, a, a little more peace of mind, depending where you live at. You know, <laughs> to me, it's a lot more. Peace yeah, of mind. you know, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't go to Mossberg. <laughs> right. a couple weeks ago because I'm like hey I need some peace of mind yeah so you have all those uh, you know but as a you know I've lived in Detroit all my 37 years and I just love the city so I started thinking so if I would live in the city what would be the pros other than living out of the city I could probably find a cheaper home but the insurance is going to offset so I, I'm you know I'm telling my wife like 
let's figure out where neighborhood we would like to stay in in Detroit and do because the thing is if okay and math wise if the bottom line is the you know a similar cost maybe it's worth it if you move out I don't know I'm just gonna throw random numbers just to make the point you move out of the city say you buy a $200,000 home but your insurance is cheaper and so forth mm-hmm. um but then you buy uh, a $110,000 home same stats but your insurance is more so it's like if those kind of equal out maybe you know what I mean but it's going to be a hard sell for 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 us to stay in the city a hard sell I mean the insur- car insurance homeowners insurance it's fucking ridiculous dude yeah and you know it's like shit we we insure like four cars and you know, granted, we get some a slight multiple car discount, but it's like it ain't much. And then we're paying insurance for a nineteen year old, so shit. Yeah, <laughs> that shit crazy, man. So I don't know, man. I I've been really torn about that decision of staying in the city and moving out of the city. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, granted, I do. I still do a lot of stuff in the city. I don't know why. I just feel like I'll be trading the city by leaving. I I have this weird feeling in the yeah. back of my head about that. No, I, f- I feel the same way, but. I also take into account that not just the financial aspect, but I take into account like you know, I got a infant. Like you got a family. Sure. Yeah, I'm like, and I haven't personally like I like me physically have not been robbed at gunpoint, but like I've had, I've already been robbed twice at this house, dude. I'm like, what kind of shit is this? And I'm like, I gotta go buy a gun. I'm like, I haven't bought a gun in my life, dog. And I'm like, I feel like. I moved to the hood and I'm like, you know, Detroit's trying to come up. Let me support. Let me show my love for my city. Like, let me, you know, do something positive out here. And niggas out, and niggas out here robbing me, dog. I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> like, now I got to fucking buy. Like I, like, I wasn't torn necessarily about buying a gun, but I'm like, I, I felt a way because I'm like, I shouldn't have to do this, dog. Like, I really shouldn't. I feel a certain way about wanting to keep the shit that I buy. Mm-hmm. Strongly. Like I should not have to 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 come home and notice my shit gone because somebody came in my yard or broke into my house or my garage or any of this shit, you know. And so that's my thing. I don't. I, I, I when I lived on uh, like Jordan Southfield, my house got broken into like three fucking times. Mm-hmm. One time it got broken into, and the police blamed me for not having a screen door, mm-hmm. but they came through the window. <laughs> I'm like. What the fuck did me having a screen out to do with them coming through my fucking window? Like, it, yeah, it, it, I get it, dog. I totally do it. I was just like, motherfuck, dude. So yeah, that that's I, that's the conundrum I have right now. Uh, Look at you out here utilizing that Henry Ford uh, vocabulary. <laughs> that definitely did come. <laughs> it's from, a conundrum, dog. That definitely did come from effort. You putting those um, six credits to <laughs> to good use. Four credits, paying six credits for. Uh, so yeah, we just we don't man, I don't know man. We, uh, you know, we initially said we wanted to move next year, but I think we want to try to pay down some more bills and things of that nature to get a little more financially ready, so we may stretch it, you know. But it's just a, it's a, it's a for me, it's a huge decision on where the fuck they want to move to, and it's not necessarily the financial aspect. It's just where. And I was like, I always would have loved to be able to just live in Detroit, but I feel like there's not, it's not going to be an option. You know, there's certain neighborhoods in Detroit I would love to live in. You know, you know, 
I don't know. I just and another thing too is that well, a couple of things, and this is I don't say small, but not most homes in Detroit don't have on um um what's the fuck is it called um on suites mm-hmm. with the bathroom connected to your your bedroom. Yeah, most homes in Detroit don't have those, and that's I what I want. Well, she wants that really bad, and I feel like we're not gonna be able to move to where without one. Um, that and I really want to be in a place where I don't have close neighbors, and I feel like I'm not gonna be able to get that in Detroit. Oh, that'd be so great. I know. Like, <laughs> I just want to live somewhere where my neighbors aren't a fucking driveway away. You know, ultimately, that would be my goal. So it's like, I don't know, man. And it was funny because, you know, we talk about Detroit taxes. My, since I live in Detroit, I got to pay them. But my job is in Warren, and they don't take them out. So I have to, like, basically pay it at the end of the year hmm. and add this shit up. Like, fuck. Nice. It's, yeah, so. I don't know, man. I. I love Detroit, man, but I, 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 I hate a lot of shit about the city. And I don't know if Duggan's going to be the one that helps fix those things. I really don't. And my see, immediate thought was nope. So I, and I, I really don't. I don't, I don't really see him losing. Um, I, I, I can see the potential for it. It's going to be. It's going to weigh heavily on how. Coleman Young campaigns and his showing at debates and all that kind of shit. There's room for it. The 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 turnout, not the turnout, but the the way the votes measured up, it doesn't look good. But well, we're talking about a field of good. yeah, I mean, we're that, talking about a field of ten versus like a field of two. So it's yeah. like if he could, if he has a good showing in debates and he campaigns well, I think he has a good shot. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, I'll definitely be my ass out there in November, um, but. I initially did it, you know, the primaries him, but I'm kind of, kind of torn. I really would like to see, see what, uh, see the debates, see what Comey Young has to really say, you know, because I mean, granted, I don't really care for Duggan, but I, I feel like, you know, he's, you know, he's been somewhat useful and I wonder how do you counter that? Because if you don't, if Doug, I'm sorry, if Comey Young doesn't make an emphasis for, neighborhoods and police violence i mean police violence uh violence in the city and shit like that um fucking i don't think he's gonna have a chance i don't know what he could say to combat duggan for people to be like you know what let's try him you know because the people he needs the people that his message should resonate with are people who are probably not gonna vote that's the that's the bad part he need, but, uh, to, he need to fucking get Uber on his side or some shit and give the <laughs> motherfuckers ride to the polls. So yeah, that uh, bitch was empty when I went. Yeah, I went at like six o'clock and um, p.m. p.m. Oh yeah, obviously. And I was exactly. voter sixty nine in mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, let's see what Jeff's talking about and keep. What? Well, wait, it's gone. Hmm. His first voice. His first message is gone. Who? Jeffs, and Erica, please try again later. Did he delete it? It's not working. Yeah, it's not working. When did he post the first one? The first one's from August 9th. Is that the... Why can't we be angry? Yep. It's not... When I play it, it says, an error occurred. Uh, please try again later. Um... Yeah, maybe he deleted it. I don't know. No, I, well. Can you play it? This bitch eight minutes long. Jesus Shit, Christ. Shit, I'm glad it don't work. No. 
Nothing. What up, though? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll so, play it. Um, first off, for the person who did the feedback uh, last week that said <laughs> she live in Atlanta and she see a whole bunch of people from Detroit in Atlanta, but she didn't see any black people in Detroit, that's because they all in Atlanta. <laughs> like, I being in the entertainment industry, I know for a fact that that's like the go-to place for a whole bunch of people from Detroit is they run off to Atlanta. So, I mean, Detroiters kind of try to colonize Atlanta the same way Middle Eastern people came to America. Like, it's just <laughs> a bunch of us in Atlanta for some reason. I think it's a ludicrous fault that that has some allure <laughs> or whatever. I don't know, but that's that's why you saw, well, that's one reason why you saw so many people from Detroit and Atlanta, but not Detroit. Sidebar, I almost moved to Atlanta when I was like 14, 15, <laughs> but I don't want to be that stereotype, but whatever. The more popular or more, the number one reason rather is what Otis and Mike alluded to with the whole gentrification of white people just have an obsession with being in Detroit downtown. They will shade and talk the most shit about Detroit at their dinner table, but they can't wait to get their ass down there. They won't drive through any of the neighborhoods, but they will spend all the free time that they have hanging out in downtown Detroit because for them, it's a cool thing to talk about all the places you went downtown. And it's been like that for many years now. So I'm not surprised that, again, that you saw a whole bunch of white people in downtown Detroit because that's where they like to hang. They like to be there more than they like to be in their own downtown districts. You don't see them in downtown Ann Arbor. You barely see them in downtown nobody. These are all cities in Michigan that surround Detroit, by the way. Um, you see a whole bunch of them, though, in downtown Detroit because they just like to be able to say that they went to Detroit. Um, anyway, on to my reason for sending in feedback. I have a question because you were saying Otis mentioned people sending in topics rather than just comments on the previous podcast. So I do have a topic and you talk about it sometimes, but I have questions about it now, given the situation of Little Duval. So my question is on the, t the standpoint of double standards and how men are trapped in so many double standards that we can't do where women can so little Duval got caught up in the situation of saying how he would be all pissed off if he slept with someone that was uh post-surgery transsexual and how he well he caught flack for saying that he would kill him but <laughs> god damn he was I'm basically totally he that. took he reneged on it but basically expressed that he would be pissed off because he was lied to and he said he made comment saying he was gay I won't comment on that part but I guess my question is one how would you feel in a situation like that and two why is it that in any situation of that degree the guy is never allowed to be pissed so for example if a man goes to a bar and is having drinks with a chick and he talks all this game on his dick saying he's he's big he gonna last long blah 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 he take the chick home and he's little and he comes fast she can shade him publicly 
and she will be hailed and applauded for it if a man says he's got a bunch of money and he can do all these things to provide and she finds out that he's broke she can shade him publicly and be applauded for it and these are examples that if i was to look on twitter i could probably pull up exact situations that directly correlate to the example i'm using however if a chick is walking around with a padded bra and a man gets mad because he likes a large-breasted woman he will be shaded heavily because he's not allowed to be pissed he'll be superficial he'll be fake he'll be all these other things if a man says that he won't he if he meets the chick online and she takes all her pictures all of just her face and says she weighs 145 and then he meets up with her and she weighs 210 and he gets pissed he's an asshole because he's now fat shaming he's now um stuck on weight and he's all this that and the other he'll be shaded heavily so now you have a situation where a man says i would be pissed if i slept with someone and then they told me they used to have a bigger dick than me and he's not allowed to be pissed off about that and i find that to be extremely fucked up for lack of a better word that you can't be pissed about being lied to because for me that's what the the whole conversation boils down to it's not so much about being feeling like you're gay or having some kind of transphobia it's just the fact of straight men and straight women don't want to be lied to in sexual encounters and i find it really odd slash fucked up that with the whole trans movement they make an argument to say they should be able to not tell someone information like that and then when they do tell them after they've had intimate encounters with this person that the person is not supposed to be pissed off but then if you make it if you refer it to something like an std or something like um you know like i said the examples i used earlier all of a sudden you're transphobic and you're using hate speech because you're making examples that they don't want you to use even though the situations are kind of the same all right i'm gonna stop because i think we get the gist of his question um you want to take a stab at that <laughs> um you can go first <laughs> um i get my brain together i think that I would prefer someone being honest with me if they had different things going on. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's an interesting interesting phrasing. (laughs) Different things going on. (laughs) I don't know. I think, you know, shit, 10 years ago, Maybe 15 years ago, you know, you you met the opposite sex, men or women, men or whatever, men and women, women, women and men, and you went into that knowing that that person was, you know, what appeared or whatever. So I don't know. I, I think you know. I think you have to have honesty with with those 
any situation, but you know, especially those because I I would think you would want to be with someone who who actually likes you and appreciates that part about you or you know things of that nature. So you know, I I tread lightly with it just because I'm trying not to. You know, I I respect all backgrounds, even you know, you know whatever you're, you you've changed to or from. But I just feel like I would probably want to know. I think that people um, undervalue the idea of um, preferences, um, and when I say that, I mean like. So taking the transgender situation into account, if you are somebody who used to be a man and you said, hey, you know, I feel like I'm a woman on the inside. That's who I really am. I'm going to be a woman. You. There are people who justifiably do not want to be with somebody who used to be a man and is now a woman. That's not a hate crime. Like, that's not something where you can be like, like, if you say, hey, I only want to date women who have been women consistently. As far as genitalia goes. God damn it. That's that doesn't mean you hate transgender people. Those two things shouldn't be conflated. Like, you can't you can't shame me into wanting to fuck somebody who used to be a man like it's just not that's just not a thing like you just can't do that so like i feel like in those type of situations you owe it to a person to be up front and let them make that decision whether or not they want to be with you or not and that's you can't you can't make it into a thing where like oh so that means you don't like transgender people like look like, like, okay, I could make make it about me. So, for me, I, I don't want to be with somebody who used to be a man. Like, I just don't. Like, it's like, hey, I used to have a dick and I had surgery and now I got a pussy and it's all good. Like, no, like I don't want to be with a person who used to be a man. You can't tell me that that means that I have a problem with transgender people. And I speak from a perspective of somebody who has actively rallied for and supported all members of any kind of uh uh i want to say like the like the lgbt community like i've been a wild supporter of them like i've gone to like rallies in support of all those kind of people because i feel like they they deserve every kind of rights that they have coming to them these are people who are they're just fucking they're fucking people duh like they don't deserve to be treated any differently. Just because I don't want to fuck them doesn't mean that I have a some sort of problem with them. So, like, you can't make it seem like because I don't want to fuck you, that means that I got a problem with every like all the people who are what you are. That's valid. So, like, that's just, like, you just can't do that. And, and that's happening a lot. Like, people try to make it sound like it's some kind of some weird thing. Now, as far as, like, Lil Duvall goes, his shit was fucked up. Like, <laughs> uh, it's I, one I thing to say the, I don't even know the story It's exactly what he said it was Like oh. he said something like He was asked Lil Duvall Was asked if he How he would react if uh, He like fucked somebody And then found out after the fact That they were transgender He did say like I fucking kill him Like he did say that. I mean granted he's a comedian So he's probably like tongue in cheek But like 
Um, I don't think he would literally murder them. Maybe he would. I don't know. But um, he's a comedian, so I take it with a grain of salt. But um, it's not wrong to feel betrayed if somebody says something like that. So, I mean, mean, if you have an expectation of what you thought someone was going to be and and you find out that, you know, they're not. And the thing is, there's plenty of people who are fine with that. So if you say it up front and somebody don't want to fuck with you, fuck them then. Like, you don't need to be with them. But, like, if it's somebody who you, like, you know, you meet that person and you cool with them and you don't care about that. And they say, hey, you know, this is what I used to be. Then, look, that's cool. Like, then be that. Like, there's plenty of people out there for you. You don't have to paint in a picture of, like, oh, you got something wrong with, you got a problem with transgender people. Like, I'd personally take offense to that because... I mean, there's a bazillion people who are entirely supportive of the LGBT community, and I personally would take offense if somebody said that to me, because I'm like, there's a lot of people who don't fuck with y'all like I do. Like, there's a lot, like, I had no, I went to a, uh, like a gay pride rally or something that happened downtown with no shame whatsoever. I didn't walk in like, oh, I wonder if me being here is going to make people think that I'm gay. Like, like none of that shit, because I don't give a fuck. Your daughter like, hey, I'm, I'm the straight guy. I'm the straight guy. Just <laughs> yeah, let you guys like, I know. I think about that. Guy. I don't give a fuck, dog. Like, I don't care everybody, what anybody think about me. Like, if I'm down here supporting y'all, it's like I'm supporting y'all because I believe that you deserve all the same rights as anybody else. So if I say I don't want to fuck you, that don't mean that I don't that I don't like y'all. Like it's just not who I want to fuck. So like I don't I don't like that. At the same time, though, the the I'm trying to figure out how how I want to word this. And I lost my point. It just vanished in the thin air. Um, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, what was I saying? Like, uh, if I want to fuck you, whatever, uh, yada. Um, yeah, I lost it. It's well, gone. I was gonna say, speaking on that sort of point, if it you, comes back, I'll interrupt. Do you, you. remember the uh, the the Jenny Jones story of the guy who killed the guy who came on to him on the show? The the uh, the, the guys from from Michigan. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy just got paroled. Huh. It's crazy. Interesting. So. Many years ago, there was the for the youngest. I don't know the even youngest list to our show, but it was a show, once upon a time a show called Jenny Jones. You wonder how like twenty year old probably don't know what the fuck Jenny Jones is. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, I, and I remember is the exact gist of the show, but I believe a guy had a crush or something. The guy came up, found out it was a guy or something like that or mm-hmm. some shit like that. And then he ended up killing the fucking dude. Yeah, I, I yeah I remember that yeah. like, vaguely, but I do remember that. So he, I think he got paroled today, or is getting paroled in the next week, or some crazy shit. And what's crazy is that that guy got paroled, and he killed the guy. But they really wanted to keep White Boy Rick in jail for fucking ever, dude, <laughs> for selling fucking drugs, dude, for selling drugs. He was fucking like a teenager, sixteen, seventeen, or some stupid shit, dude. Oh, uh, I remember my point now. The uh, the double standard that he was talking about. I don't think that, um, oh, I lost it again. <laughs> the du- it was something about the double standard. Oh, the fact that I, I actually don't care too much about that double standard just because I give a whole lot of leeway when it comes to double standards that negatively impact men because there's so many 
that negatively impact women. And there's so, there's so many that men benefit from. So if there's like a double standard like that, where it's like you shit on shit on a man because he doesn't want to fuck a transgender chick, chick, it's like, well, yeah, that's not really fair. But women have way worse concerns about <laughs> double standards than we do. So it's like I kind of let a lot of that shit slide because we benefit, we as men, benefit from double standards to a insane degree. So I don't really sweat it too much. The only double standard that we get shit on about that that pisses me off is like the rape one. Like I don't I like that the shit about us like where you just can't be like if you would get accused of rape, you're just like you're just a rapist. Like that's it. And you're that's it. Because well, like that that's the kind of shit that like that's a life ruiner and I feel like there's nothing you can do about it. I feel it. like it's that one and then I and I got, I kind of, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, you know, people are gonna have their preferences. You know, if a woman wants a tall dude, wants to shit on short dudes, whatever the fuck. Um, but the the one uh, that I really uh, double standard, I, I I can't stand, is that women get praised for dating out of their race, and men get fucking shitted on. And I do not understand that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get that one either. And I see it all the time. You have all these fucking... And we talked about it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to beat the dead horse. We're talking about many episodes of, you know, women finding love, you know what I'm saying, with a white man. And, and, and hey, you know, if they want to, if they want to, you know, fuck pink dick, cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going to die. But as soon as a guy, a black man, they find out he's dated a white woman or had a white woman, you know, that he's ain't shit and all the other shit. Like... Let it be even. Either you go hate men and women, black men and women for dating outside of your race, or you go love them for doing it. But you got it. You can't pick sides on yeah, that's a good on one. on enjoy on letting women. You know when Eve married that fucking billionaire dude or some shit, everybody praised her. Yes, bitch. When, get you that white rich white man. Serena bitch. Williams got with the dude from Reddit. You know what I'm saying? You know praise. You know what I'm saying? I'm so tired of Serena they, Williams. I don't know what to do it myself. <laughs> they find out. Tate Diggs likes white women. They find out. Name another random black Jesse celebrity. Williams. Didn't he? Isn't he? No, but he was married to a chick? black woman and dating a white chick. Now he's supposed to be going through his divorce. Whatever the case. Yeah. That's still a fucking one too because he was he was such the the man on the pedestal for black rights and everything, and everybody loved him. And then they find out his marriage is in turmoil, and he's dating a white chick now. It's fuck Jesse Williams, fuck all the yeah. all of the things he spoke on injustice, fuck everything, and not even knowing what the fucking story is. So yeah, so those are the ones I really can't stand. But you know, like I, you know, I, like you say, you know, women go through so much bullshit on, on so many levels. You know, you you're kind of kind of like, eh, nah, I could just you know, it's not an issue, or it's just a non-issue. So, um. I think Tony's stopping by. I don't know if he's going to get here by the time we finish, but he may. Um, uh, he probably will because, I don't know, unless you like really, really want to wrap up soon, I feel like <laughs> the main portion of this podcast is going to last a little bit. That's fine. Just keep going. I'm so, good. Okay, so let's uh, play uh, Jeff's other voicemail. Let me see if I can pull this one up. I don't know why. I don't know why you were able to play it and I wasn't. It took a minute, but it, it ended up finally coming on. Okay, it looks like this one's going to play. So, all right, so I had a question about uh, fatherhood, particularly in our country, because I don't, I feel like this isn't something that happens in other countries. So, 
the scenario was a good friend of mine was at the dance studio where I work and my wife had my daughter there I wasn't there I was at the other studio where I work so I was about an hour away and um, they some of the women there I guess somehow put a headband on my daughter and my boy who also works there took it off pissed everybody off now the backstory on this is um i hate headbands i hate headbands with bows on them i think big giant bows on a little tiny baby's head just looks ridiculous for me if other people want to do it great i personally don't like it and i've always been very vocal and outspoken about how much i don't like it since before i even knew i was having a daughter well ever since i said this there's been multiple women who have made it their sole mission to buy these stupid headbands my daughter has about six of them now so again this being a good friend of mine he saw that she had it on and he took it off and it pissed all these women at the studio off and these are people i work with these aren't like strangers like these are women who know me they, they i work with them they know me they know my wife because she works there and they were saying things like well she looks cute in it and he doesn't have to know talking about me he's not here right now and to their to their rebuttal my friend said but her father doesn't want her wearing it so it made me think about a few things one i noticed in our country Dads especially, parents as a whole, but dads especially are extremely disrespected in the fact that when we say something, it's like it's optional for some reason. And I don't understand why that is. Um, like I said, this has been something that I've been very vocally outspoken about for a while. But for some reason, me saying no makes everybody want to go against that. And I noticed also that it's not uncommon for people to want to say things like, um, like for me, I've always gotten, oh, your daughter's going to rebel against you. Oh, she's going to be so wild. She's going to sneak to her aunt's and cousin's house to get away from you and do everything you say. <laughs> you don't. And I don't revolt. understand why people want to spit that kind of bad venom on your um, success or their idea of failure as a parent. Um, I feel like people wish that fathers fail, and then when they fail, they blame the father for the child being the way that they turn out. Um, and that it just boggles my it, it it boggles my mind that there's always these discussions or rebuttals or arguments when a parent says, "This is the way this is going to go with my child." Um, and this particular incident just made me want to know what other people think about that. So it's, I guess it's three parts to it. One, um, do you ever feel like or notice in your own life or someone else's that um, people tend to disrespect your wishes as a parent? And how do you handle that if it happens? Me personally, I feel like I'm on the, the 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 wavelength or aspect of fuck your feelings. I don't care if I hurt your feelings by 
doing something like what my friend did and pissing you off. And that's why he did it, because he knew he had full support from me to do it. Um, but I noticed a lot of guys won't do that. Um, and I know people personally who struggle in their parenting because they don't want to argue sometimes with their significant other when they want something to go a certain way. Um, and they kind of just, they just kind of let it go and they kind of just don't argue about it because they don't want them. They don't want to have the argument. Um, so I wonder, like I said, I wonder, do you notice it with people, you know, trying to wish that your kids do the opposite and aiding them in that? Do you notice that people kind of disrespect or disregard um, what a parent says and what a parent's wishes are? And, my, and, and most importantly, why is there ever a discussion when a parent says, this is the way it's going to go with my child? And I mean, there's plenty of things like I feel like that you can disagree with a parent deciding for their child. But that's their child. If they're not abusing them, I feel like there should be no discussion. There's no argument. A parent should be able to parent the way they want to parent without anyone else having any input or feeling like they, they have the right to, to tell them how they want to do it. So, again, um, do you notice it with people disrespecting a parent's wishes? Do you notice them trying to aid in the child in disrespecting those wishes? And why is it that the wishes or, or thoughts of a parent can be disrespected in the first place? Why isn't it just, oh, that's their parent? And we should do it the way they want out of respect for them. So I hope you got some feedback. Um, and I uh, look forward to the podcast. All right, I'll holla. Peace. Um, I'm going to direct that to you because I don't really have kids. And I've never had that situation happen yeah, to me because um, of that. <laughs> yeah, um, like... My approach toward that is, I mean, I've I've experienced it to a certain degree, but there's a possibility I've ex I've experienced it to a greater degree than I would even acknowledge, just because other people's opinions or thoughts or whatever on how I, whatever actions I might take as far as how I want to raise my kids, means so little to me that. I don't even really register it. So like said so take the take take the headband situation that he he described, right? If I was like adamant against headbands and I'm like, "Hey, don't put a fucking headband on my kid." And somebody came to me and was like, "Well, uh they should have headbands. It looks really cute. It doesn't matter." Like like all like anything that they say, I'm like I think <laughs> <laughs> I have like 8 million thoughts going on in my head about it, but the I guess the the main the main point of what I'm going to say is that I think I have a a a kind of benefit from the fact that I don't know what it is about me because I always I, I consider myself to be fairly I don't know I don't want to say friendly, but like I don't consider myself to be combative. I think that would be the best way to say it. I don't consider myself to be combative. 
But for some reason, nobody ever fucks with me ever. Like it's just like it's just a thing. I, I think maybe it's because I come off like I'm not intimidated by anybody, and I know I have like a resting bitch face, and I, I know people look like he looks like he just will cuss me out for like no reason. So like nobody ever really fucks with me. So when it comes to shit like that, if I have a stance and I have stances, there's certain things about my kids that I'm just like, yeah, this is how I feel about this, and that's not gonna happen. If that happens. And it's something that I don't want to happen. I don't really respect or care about anybody's feelings about it. And that there's like not a soul, like not a living soul whose opinion I will be like, oh, well, maybe they have a good point. <laughs> it's like if I feel a certain way and I'm like, I don't want my daughter wearing headbands and somebody goes, hey. Let's put this headband on your kid. I'm like, okay, I'm taking this headband off because I don't like it. And if you have a problem with me taking this headband off, you can go eat a jagged dick because fuck you. And like, that's just like my approach. And like, I don't, it, it, it usually stops and ends there with me. So, I mean, I don't encounter that too much where people are adamant about going against my wishes, but I'm very, very strict about things that, it's probably because there's so few things, but the few things that I have a a stance on, I don't I don't give leeway for that sort of shit. So like for example, uh, when my son was born, uh, my mom was like, yeah, you know, uh, when you and your brother were born, I always told you know people would always come up and you know try to talk like baby talk talk to me, like oh goo goo boo boo doo doo, you know all that dumb shit. And my mom was like, I would always tell him like. Don't talk to my kid like he's a fuck. She didn't say fucking idiot, but like, you know, don't talk to my kid like that. Like, I talk shit. to him in like regular fucking English. Like, don't talk to him like a fucking retard. And that's something that I've always lived by because I look at it like, well, I turned out okay as far as my ability to speak and shit like that. So that's how I've always kind of raised my kids. I'm like, you know, don't ever like. I guess my equivalent of headband is don't talk to my kid like in that stupid fucking baby talk and shit like that and that's some shit that i will shut down immediately and i don't know what it is about me like i i, I don't consider myself to be somebody who's like hardcore but i'm like yeah don't do that and <laughs> it was just like oh oh okay <laughs> like so i don't experience it too much because nobody ever fucks with me <laughs> so I, I i say like you know don't talk to my kid like a fucking retard and I look at it like I have a few set of rules, but the set of rules that I have, I have no tolerance for them. And if I say that, the no tolerance comes across. So I don't really ever have to deal with it too much. Um, as far as like, have I, like, how do I feel about the idea of people doing that? I think it's just from the fact that everybody looks at how they raise their kids or how they were raised is like the ideal way of raising kids. So they'll be like, I, I, I have a good example of this, but like people be like, Oh, well I did this and I turned out all right. And, uh, like my wife, for instance, big, big, big on breastfeeding. Understandably. So she's done her research, all that shit, big on breastfeeding. And she took the same approach 
to that as I would take the shit that I'm adamant about. She was like, you know, if somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, your kid is whatever age, don't you think that's too old to be breastfeeding? She was like, took the same approach to me. Like, you know what? <laughs> Tell me that shit again. I'm going to smack the shit out you, B. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I'm like, I can get with that. So if you tell me that you don't want to hear any shit about her being breastfed at whatever age, then I will go to bat for you about that. And we haven't encountered it, but if it did, I was like, you can play the background. Like you can, I, I'm fine with being the bad guy. So I'll be like, you know, if you feel like you don't want to tell your family or whoever to not tell you about, you know, so and so, she's too old to be breastfed or whatever, the, whatever the case may be. I'll go to bat for you about that. I can be the bad guy. I don't give a fuck. I don't give. I've like my my life fucking motto is I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I'm not intimidated by anybody, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. So if somebody's like, "Hey, uh, I don't think you should be breastfeeding her at this age. She should be eating solid food by now," I'm like, "You can play the background." And I will tell them to go fuck themselves. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, don't like I, don't, That's I, fine. Don't, I don't think there should be any tolerance for any anyone trying to tell you how to parent your kids. Yeah. At, at all. Unless, unless, like Jeff said, as long as you're not being like abusive or shit like that. No, I mean, I think if you don't have a relationship, if it's not your, if it's not your mother, or your, or your, your mother-in-law, or someone like that giving parenting thoughts or advice. I honestly don't think there's no room for anybody else. There's not. There's, and I'll it, take it, my mom's shit into it, it, consideration. Right. I mean, but it, even then, it's, it's consideration. consideration. It's consideration. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not saying I'm going to do it, but, you know, you can hear her out. I don't think there's no, there is, and I, I've known you for some, some, some years now. There's nothing that I would ever suggest to you about being a parent. Just not. Because I, that's not my place. And if I was out here being mediocre, Fine. Yeah, and, and 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 that too. Now, my son's nine years old, and he's a fucking amazing kid. He's like top notch. So, on top of the fact that I don't want to hear anybody else's shit, I have uh, proof that I know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> I'm not really trying to hear nobody else's shit. Okay. And you a fucking sixty year old person, and you raised eleven kids. I don't give a fuck. Like some of your eleven kids fucked up. I'm one for one, so right, right. like, don't tell me I, shit. I, I think, I, what I, my system works. I think I, I feel I truly feel like it's, it's relationship based. I feel like I can if if something's going on with my nephew, and I feel like I need to say something. I feel like I have a relationship with her. I can I can tell her that, mm-hmm. and so forth. I'm not I'm not I don't feel like I have that mu- that that much of a, a in depth relationship with m- anybody really. Else to to tell them about how parents and their kids, you know, that's I just I don't think that's that is cool or none of that shit. And so I think the goal of people to the to want to undermine your parenting or your you know your rules and all that shit. That's you deserve every fucking bad word that comes out their mouth. <laughs> you know that's nah that's that's just that's not that's not that's not cool at all. And I. I just couldn't imagine just being in a situation where some fucking random person or even a person I knew, like, you got to have a really good relationship to even question anything. You know, nah. Yeah. Fuck and, that. And, uh, uh, a small example of that is um, the last two days, not today, but uh, what's today? Thursday? Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, my wife had shit that she had to go to that had her tied up until about 8 p.m. 
we have to pick up our daughter by six. So I left, not left work, but I left my desk at about 5.15-ish to go pick up my daughter. And then I brought her back to my desk at work. And I just kept her at my desk until 6 o'clock and I dipped out. And uh, one of my team members was like, you know, hey, can I... Can I, you know, hold your daughter for a little bit? I'm like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. I'm like, that'll let me get some shit done. It's cool. You sit a few, you know, a couple desks down, fine. Uh, so she was like playing with my daughter, held her, whatever, cool. And I walked over. I was, uh, somebody asked me a question. I walked over. I'm like, yeah, answer the question. And um, my daughter picked up uh, the this the 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 team member. She's a female. She had like uh, highlighters and pens and all that mm. shit on her desk. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, don't uh, don't give her that because she'll put it in her mouth right away. Right. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And it was like that simple. Like, because <laughs> like, like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to fuck you up. I mean, granted, <laughs> I don't have the, I theoretically have the power to fire her, but like, so, not, not easily, but like, tr- that's my role. Trade cheers for one of those. Huh? Trade what? Chairs. Oh, um. Trade chairs? Yeah, give him that one and take that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, no, it, it, it was no issue. Uh, hold on a sec. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I will have no patience with uh, uh, with someone doing that shit like at all. Like, don't question my parents at all. Random intermission. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I don't really have much to add about the whole parenting thing. Uh, I think you've said enough, and I agree. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just a situation of like, certain people command certain respect, and I'm fortunate enough that, um, I command an amount of respect that I don't even purposefully do. It's just I, I don't know. I, I, I chalk it up to my resting bitch face. <laughs> That nobody wants to fuck with me. No, like she didn't offer up. Like there's certain people who like say it was somebody else. She might maybe not this person, but a person in theory might be like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just the end of the. It's just the opposite end of the highlighter. It's not the highlight. You know the highlighter end. It's just the back end. It's not a big deal. Like nobody's gonna argue with me. But if you're, if you're a bit, but it's like if you're a functioning fucking human, you should actually know that the not give a fucking let a fucking kid grab a fucking random. Marker, not even the fact there's a marker. It's just some random shit that's been on your desk. Whoever the fuck been touching, <laughs> right? No, not alone, just a random marker. Just anything. Yeah. It could have been a fucking baby toy. It ain't hers, so don't let her mm-hmm. touch it. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm fortunate enough to not. Ha- I've never been in a situation where I really had to check somebody over how they interacted with one of my kids. Um, I've had to check somebody over other shit, but not kid shit. So, and I'm pretty strict about that and i think it comes through like i I think maybe one time i checked somebody about how they talked to uh, my son like and not not like back talk but like when he was a baby doing that baby talk shit that i said like i said that's that's a that's off limits like i'm not gonna let you talk to my kid like a fucking retard like don't do that (laughs) shit and i think maybe one time i had to say like don't don't talk to him like that and uh, we don't do that shit around these parts yeah and my whole logic is that, like, like, look, my parents didn't do that with me. I'm well spoken. I have a great vocabulary. I'm, you know, I, that's how I am. So I'm like, I'm pretty well read. And I'm like, 
that's how I'm going to raise my kids. It worked for me, and I'm going to raise my kids to not not hear any of that kind of dumb shit. So I'm going to talk to them like they're fucking adults, and they'll pick up the proper English language at a reasonable rate, and that's how it is. And so I think maybe one time somebody was like, I'm like, you better cut that shit out. Don't do that shit. I, I, I didn't react like that, but it was like, don't. It was probably more like, just don't do that. And that's the end of it. So like, I can't really relate to my wishes being undermined, but his question was more of like, um, do you have to, how do you feel about people who, who take that approach? Like, trying to undermine you and i can't really relate to it so but i can definitely understand his frustration for sure and i wouldn't like i think for him it just it just the fact that he sent in that voicemail lets me know that it got to him that people had a problem with his friend uh taking off the headband and it just kind of boils down to like like if it was me in that scenario I probably would have rolled up in the dance studio whenever they were all there, the people that had the problem with it. And I'd, I'd have probably stood in front of them like, look, no headband rule. Like, I, I, I almost look at it as like Moses with the Ten Commandments. Like, I said, it ain't no goddamn headbands on my kid. If you got a problem with that, you can suck my dick and get the fuck out of here. Like, that's kind of how, how I would approach it. But fortunately, I've never had to do that. So that's funny. <laughs> I just can't see. That's nobody. one of the few things that I'm inc- incredibly adamant about. Like, if I have a rule for my kid, like that's just what it is. So if you got, if you, if you feel the need to argue with me about it, we're gonna have like the biggest problem, like the the biggest fucking problem. I just, and that's, I just don't I, see no rationale arguing with somebody else or making a suggestion about somebody else kid like i don't even care who it is like it could be literally anybody like they will get this business dog like my one situation like to to give you an example i'm not going to go too in depth about it but to give you an example of how little fucks i give about the individual who's going against my wishes there was a moment where and this wasn't my kid but there was a moment where i found out that um I don't know. Should I say who it was? You don't have to say who, I guess. I found out that uh, it no, it, it doesn't. It, it takes away from the gravity of it if I don't say who it is. But it was my son's mother's parents. So his what, what, was that her parents or yeah, yeah, his grandparents, something like that. And they said something. Her. His mother and I think her parents said something fairly slanderous about my mother. And this was probably two months after my back surgery. So, like, I was not fully mobile at the time. It was winter. Um, I had just got to the point where I could, like, get out of the bed. At the time... Uh, my mom had a, a walker like she didn't use it, but she just had it like a like a literally like a walker like it didn't have a tennis balls on the ends, but it was like a walker <laughs> and um, it was she a had a walker at the time AARP approved. Yeah, she had a walker at the time <laughs> and uh, I found out about fairly slanderous speech about her and I was like take me to 
can you take me to the to the parents' house? She was like, yeah. I was like, pack up the walker and shit. So I took the walker out to the car. She drove me over there. I took the walker out of there. She's like, you want me to come in? I was like, you should probably stay here. And I walked into their house with the walker and went fully the fuck in. Like, I, like... If I like, you better not ever say like I was cussing at her. Like if you ever say some shit like that again about like about my mother, like I'm a fucking cut. Like I went fully the fucking, and like that's my approach toward any kind of rule that I have. In this case, it was about my mom, but like it's the same approach that I have with my kids. So like if somebody was like, hey, I, if you you know, to go back to Jeff's headband example, if I have a no headband rule, and somebody was like, oh, you should. It's not a big deal. She looks cute in a headband. You should have headbands. I'll walk up in there with my walker and I'll be like, if you put a fucking headband on my kid again, I'm going to slap the shit out you, B. Like, you know, like that kind of shit. So, and nobody, nobody wants to see that. Like, nobody wants that problem. And I'm fortunate enough that for some strange fucking reason, nobody ever fucks with me. I don't know what it is because I consider myself to be fairly like, I feel like soft looking. Like, I feel like if I... I can't say if I rolled through the hood because I live in the hood, but like I feel like if I rolled through the hood, niggas would look at me like he, he ain't really shit. That's how I feel. Like niggas would test me, but it's literally never happened. Fortunately, I'm just I'm just wondering the the the, the look on the in, uh, former in laws fucking face you come in there with your fucking walker and shit. Dog, I it with the walker, dog. So I take y'all don't y'all don't on even good terms. So um, no, we're fine. Um, they handled my tirade fairly well, and we know we're on pretty good terms, honestly. Like, it's no, it's no problem. I mean, it they was do just they like, were wrong. It was they really were wrong, just so. like you're gonna respect my mother because she's done everything she can for my son, your grandkid. If it wasn't for her. We'd be in a lot worse shape than we are, and you're gonna respect her. That's pretty much what it was. There were there was some profanity thrown in, but that's, that was the basic thesis. <laughs> My new threats, random profanity. Yeah, but it worked out. <laughs> it wasn't clean, but like, part of me knows that when it comes to situations like that, I gotta do it while I'm still in the moment. If I had waited. And went, it would have been less impactful. You so I was like, take me over there while I'm still mad. Shit. <laughs> yeah, take me while I'm you still got mad. Those. I wish I should have said this. Uh, I could have said this. Yeah. I but, had no regrets about that. That's funny because I always think of those moments where you got to seize the moment then and I don't. Mm-hmm. And I get mad because I didn't. And I think about all the shit I should have, could have said and shit like that. So that's a, that's a rare moment for me that I would. I've had few moments where that's happened where I, I seized the moment then. And actually did it, and I think one of the uh, times was uh, that's my only one. I've I've had a few, um, but one was uh, at <laughs> no work. Regrets. Huh? <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> one was at work, and it was this fucking coworker that kept just fucking trying to give me work and shit, like I was this fucking um, employee and shit. So I just spassed out on them and shit. And that's the best part for me about being a team leader at work is that I can do that. In a more professional sense, but it's still the same shit. Like, look, I said we're not going to do this. Like, I literally had an email conversation with somebody where I was like, this is the situation. We're not going to do this. 
and it's and this case is closed. Like that's it. Like we're not talking about this anymore. And they had to roll with it because they just do. <laughs> like it's not like a power trip, but it's just like don't fucking undermine I mean, me. I mean, but like, if you're in a, a a position of authority or leadership or whatever, you have those opportunities where you can, you know. But I haven't had a a position of like authority over people and shit years of some random suck ass job so that's probably the only time where i felt it because like i still don't i still don't feel it like i often find myself at work wondering not caring but wondering what people think about me in the sense of like do they look at me differently now because i don't feel different i just feel like i'm the same guy i don't i haven't changed i'm like some fucking militant ass fucking bossy ass motherfucker like i'm the same dude but i wonder if people like look at me like that like oh let me watch how i talk to mike or let me like be cool about it you know shit like because i'm like i'm not like that <laughs> oh <Hold on>, why <laughs> you saw you say you feel the same and stuff like that i don't know it's, it's seen in uh uh old school when a guy's at counseling and he's talking about he's he's married. Like I'm married, but I don't I don't feel different. You know I don't <laughs> you, know, uh, you know I don't I don't seem different. You know, but yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, we can do a whole podcast about what my work life is like now. It's like it's so interesting. Like it's it's weird because I feel like a lot of people are built for like they built for that. Like they want not built for it, but they want it. Like that that feeling of power. And like I don't have a desire for that. Like I only got I got into it to like. This is gonna sound so fucking corny, but I got into it to help people. Like I want to like, no, you, you know, right. no, help right. people be better. Like you, you're right though, it does sound corny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it does. But like, and like, if 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 I had said that prior to, I'd be like, yeah, that's just sound corny. And it do still sound they're like, corny. They're like, why do you want the job? I want to help people. Yeah, right, nigga. Why do you want the job? You just want to raise. <laughs> you just want to raise. You want to boss people like, around. I want to be philanthropic and, you know. But I, just, I really don't feel that way, dog. I'm, like, really just out here just, like, trying to help motherfuckers, dog. Like, I just want to be a good, a good leader. I just want to help people prosper. I want people to reach their fucking goals. Like, all that corny shit. Like, I really just want to do that. Like, I just really want to help people. And, like... That's all that I look at it as. But I also look at it like, do the people who I fucked with beforehand, do they look at me like differently? Like, it's, it's weird. It's super fucking weird. I could talk about that shit for a smooth, full, full fucking podcast. Talk about what it's like and how different it is, especially being black, dog. Like, it's super weird, dog. Yeah, I, 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 well, I deal with the only being black part because I sound like everywhere I've worked, as an as a real adult, I've been like the, it's been the minority and shit. And yeah. then now it's like, in my I'm the only black person in my department, and I'm only one of two, I guess you would say white collar black people in the building, and then the other's a chick or whatever. But I then it's it's oh, just sorry, I don't know it's just I don't know it's always a weird dynamic. I never really had it, it never weird enough where I felt awkward at work, but. I don't know, I always felt the added pressure of, of doing better or slacking. It's just all just the black guy fucking up or some shit like that. Yeah, that's always in my head, too, because, like, I always feel like I got to be, like, extra on my P's and Q's because I'm, like, extra looked at through a microscope and shit. Like, I had somebody this week who talked to somebody else and was like, yeah, um, they asked 
one of the other leaders like, yeah, you know, I got this question or whatever. They asked her a question. She was like, just, uh, you know, email so-and-so and, you know, throw Mike on the email and, you know, see what he says. And she said something like, uh, I, w- I would, but he ain't ever here. Like, and it's getting ridiculous at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck was you at? Well, because <laughs> I had, um, and this came out in the conversation with, with the other leader. She was like, maybe you should you know, tell, tell your team where you're going when you leave. And I'm like, I do. Like I had like a, so like we got a batch of new people maybe about three weeks ago. And this was actually, they, they came, they, they came to my team when, uh, when I was at the game of Thrones convention. So when they joined my team, I wasn't there. When I came back, I started some, uh, like a leadership, uh, training program, not like training, but like, uh, like an educational type shit. Like, hey, th- this is what you need. Th- these are some of the things you need to learn as a leader. So, like, it was like classes and shit. So I would be gone for maybe like two, maybe three hours in a day because, like, I had a combination of the fact that I missed a class while I was on vacation, and then when I came back, there were classes that I had. Uh, accepted the meeting request for but then like shit came up like other meetings and shit like that where i had to reschedule them so i had like there would be a time where i had one that i was scheduled for and then the makeup for one that i missed like like, like kind of like back to back so i'd be gone for like three hours at a time so i like emailed them like hey you know just so you guys know i have this class or whatever i'm gonna be gone from you know 10 to 1 whatever and I told them that. So, like, it pissed me off that she was like, he ain't never around. Like, so, how do you address that, though? Because I feel like a conversation has to be had. Like, either you're not telling people what you are, or she's just not listening, which seems to be the case. Or I, paying attention. I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to try to work toward changing her perspective. Because um, I take into account the fact that she's new. And from her experience, I look at it like she joined the team and. For a smooth three weeks, I was barely around, and she's just kind of looking at it like he just ain't here. So I looked at it like those classes ended last week. So I was like, you know, now I'm not this week. I'm not doing those classes. So you know, I can use this time to kind of like change her perspective. So I'm just gonna like try to change her perspective a little bit. If she's still bitching or whatever, like we could talk about it. But I'm just gonna like. No, just I, I just took it like kind of like with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but she feel the way she feels, so I'm gonna try to work to change her perspective. That's like I just kind of like let it roll off my back. I I, I took a little offense to it, but I was like, whatever, you know. I can't let one person uh, make me feel like I'm fucking up when the whole rest of my team largely, I think, likes me. I just feel like if if that was the case, I feel like they would have been supportive and had your back. Like, well, these are the situations and shit. Versus she did the other person oh, did. Yeah, well, that's she had she had my back. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's a whole other podcast. But um, we're at uh, hour forty, so let's get to the to the crux of the podcast <laughs> before yeah. we end up with another three hour episode. I was thinking about that earlier. The fact that when we talked about like Mike Brown and shit, we was having. Re- semi-regularly like two and a half three hour episodes and shit because it was almost like new now the shit is so crazy it's almost like <laughs> like kind of like just touching on an old topic like well now we're back with, on the same shit we were talking about before yeah we did a 
a ton of fucking episodes on that shit. Like part twos and threes and shit yeah. of that or whatever. Um, but I think this this past I guess week or so has uh has really been interesting. And I think I remember around the time that um Trump was was elected and I remember you saying something to the effect of maybe this like needed to happen mm-hmm. or whatever. And I keep revisiting that like it has to be some good to this shit. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Way to go, Tony. <laughs> Did you give up cigar smoking? Like, what the fuck's going on? No, I just don't have any. This guy. Um, well, no, what were you saying? Um, no, so I was just saying, like, I... Um, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, with, with all of the... The uh the shit that happened in Virginia over the past week weekend, you know now this week with all of the the statues and things of that nature and fucking pretty much a fucking clan rally with fucking tiki uh lamps and shit. Did uh did this shit really did his presidency really need to happen? For sh- like I wonder if this shit really would have happened if Hillary would have been president. It wouldn't have, but. I stand by my statement that we needed this because if she was president, it would still be under wraps. Like it would, it would be not under wraps. It would still be like in the shadows. And like, I feel like this country needs what's really going on and what people really feel to come to light. So even though everything that's going on is fucked up, it's fucked up in the sense of like, we, it's good that, we know how people really feel and what's really going on. And I feel like a theoretical race war is borderline inevitable. And I kind of look at it as like the civil rights era. Like it's time, like, like black people would not be, I think if Hillary got elected, all this kind of all the shit that we're seeing right now would be uh, like buried. Like it'd be it it still it would still exist in their hearts, but it wouldn't be outward, and we'd still be essentially living a lie. But now we know how people really feel. The shit's really out there, and I think that this is the path to one. Uh, enlightening everybody to what what race relations are actually truly like in this country and i don't think you can fix it if you don't bring it to light and kind of like hit rock bottom first so like i don't i don't really oh this is about as rock bottom as it gets it's rock bottom as fuck (laughs) and especially just for black folks in general it's definitely about as i i I just wonder how many people really, how many Trump voters are really regretting this shit or really thinking that this is right. None. none. Guaranteed none. <laughs> Gotta be, though. And, like, I, what I, was I, the thing I, the Jimmy Kimmel shit, the Jimmy Kimmel shit that I played before we started recording, where he was talk, basically urging Trump voters to admit that they're wrong. I was listening to this shit like, they don't think they're wrong. Like, they didn't vote for him because they thought he'd be a good president. And they're like, holy shit, I made a mistake. They voted for him because... For the exact shit that he's doing. Like, they voted him because they're like, yeah, 
we want to get brown people out the paint. Like that was the whole point. So like the that's not it's not bringing anything new to light. They don't have any regrets. It's a situation where it's like we just gotta acknowledge and realize what's really going on and handle it. And handling it is gonna be ugly, but it needs to happen. Like we can't keep just keep going with this shit just buried and like pretending like it don't exist. Like it exists, it's real, it needs to be out there. And whatever comes from it comes from it. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm like well, I'll let you speak, but um, how do you feel about um? I don't really want to say how do you feel about what's going on because I know you think it's fucked up, but like, how does it make you feel like like viscerally, like like your like actual like hardcore emotions? Like I'm I'm making a distinction between like. The idea like, oh, racism is fucked up or hatred is fucked up. Like, how does it make you feel feel like really? Because Uh, like for me, I'm not going to go into in depth right right at this moment. But like for me, it's made me realize a lot of a lot of feelings that not realize it's made me uh, like gain not i'll say gain because it makes it sound like a privilege but it's it's made me it's changed me let me put it that way it's changed me like it's changed how i feel about everything and it's uncomfortable how i feel like i i can't even really i really feel like even though this is like my podcast i feel like i can't even really say how it really makes me feel because like it's too fucking wild like it's crazy. And I, I acknowledge that I'm more on some like Malcolm X type shit. Like I'm like heavy, heavy, like I'm on some shit that's like a complete 180 from how I felt, say, 10 years ago. All right. Well, um, I'll get my feelings. Uh, pause for a, a drink refresh break. Right now? Pa- yeah. Oh, okay. Like li- oh, literally, <laughs> yeah, literally pause. Yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. We're back. All right. Quick um, break. Yeah. Quick break. So, I guess I was um your reaction basically how I feel about shit like and I, it's like I'm it's like I'm angry and sad at the same time just because I don't think I've ever seen real time hate like this and in the time I've been alive real like real time racial hate like I haven't experienced anything personally um, as a recent but just the real time seeing the shit that's going on in our country you know fucking dudes mowing down groups of people fucking chicks getting killed for protesting against Nazis like dude Nazis Nazis like it is 2017 and we're still talking about fucking Nazis, dude. That's like fucking insane, man. And I just I don't know. I I I have a partial sense of like helplessness, but I feel like there are people out here that are really for for the cause of of combating this bullshit. 
But at the same time, I just wonder if it's really going to work, if it's really worth it, is is the shit that a lot of good people are saying is going to fall on deaf ears and so forth. It's like, you know, I've I've had some, I guess, positive notes, notions that, you know, being a lot of these statues are being taken up. But that statues being eliminated doesn't eliminate all the fucking hate for fucking years and centuries and shit like that. So. You know, I'm I'm really torn with how I really feel about this shit. It's it's just it's it's uh it's really just fucking sad, dude. And it's just infuriating. And it makes you it makes you want to hate a whole fucking race of people, dog. And, and that's the shitty. I've never wanted to ever be like that. You know, not that's the worst part about it. But it's scary to me. Yeah, like, I'm like legit. Like this is scary. Cause like I was saying when we were off mic, I'm like. When before Obama got elected, you would think that shit wasn't that bad. And then he got elected and people acted like, oh, shit, we let a black dude get elected. We got to stop pretending like we don't hate these niggas. And now you got a guy like Trump in the in the Oval Office. And now they feel emboldened. And I'm like, now we got mad people out here who don't give a fuck about it. Like, they don't care about hiding it. And then I think about take it a step further i'm thinking about like who are the then we got the people who still feel that way but are smart enough to hide it so i'm just thinking like who all like how many like how many people really feel this way like it's like scary dog and like they can do this shit and get away with it like it's crazy like i feel like this is like fucking uh like jim crow era type shit just with where we have some modicum of rights, but like, do we really have any rights if they can just off us and get away with it? Like, it feels it's scary to me. Yeah, I, I find myself one of the like I have all these random thoughts sometimes, and then I find myself kind of speechless now because I'm just I just don't know what to really fucking say. Like, I don't know how this shit's really going to end up. I mean, we could fuck around and you know make headway with race, race relations in the United States and then we fucking get bombed by North Korea and shit. <laughs> and then it's just done. <laughs> you know, like we Yeah, we got we got through we got we got fire. You know, there there are no more fucking clansmen going around doing bullshit. All the Confederate flags have been burnt. All the statues and monuments have been fucking crushed and then we get nuked. <laughs> I, I I don't know dude. Feel free to uh uh, chime in if you want, Tony. But yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Um, I'm, I, I just, I, I don't know, dude. I'm, like, I'm fucking like full fucking rebel. Like I'm like, man, fuck all this shit, dog. I'm so fucking mad all the time. I really don't want to be mad, and I really don't want to feel like all white people suck, especially what I have definitive proof that they don't all suck but it's like it feels like to me it feels like an overwhelming majority and that's scary to me like it, it like it's like you can never know like i take e everything like uh i take shit so far so far left all the time like give you an example today so the way my building is set up at work there's a set of elevators and there are steps on each side. So on the far left and the far right, 
<laughs> That's funny. On the far left and the far right, there's <laughs> stairs. I feel like an analogy coming here. Yeah, it wasn't, but I thought that was funny. Uh, so yeah, on the far left and the far right, there are stairs. There was a white woman whose desk is near the far right stairs. This, this, it sounds funny. It's not where I'm going with it. But um, <laughs> her desk is on the right side. Also on that side is the bathrooms. Both of them, the men's and the women's bathroom, are also on the right side. She, The door to get to the elevators is on the left side. You can go on the right side, but there's also on the left side. She got up and from the right side of the floor went through the doors on the left side that lead to the elevators. I was going to the elevators as well, and she got up ahead of me and was walking, I don't know, not... Not too far ahead of me. And she went through the doors that lead to the elevators. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just walking behind her. I go through and she's not at the elevators. And I look and I see her on the far right side going through the doors that lead to the bathroom. And I was like, that seems odd to me because she was on her desk side. is on the right side. So, so you could have just went, if you actually had to go to the bathroom, you could have just got up from your desk and went straight to the bathroom. So what was she so avoiding? She went all the way to the left to go to the elevator doors and then went all the way back to the right where her desk is at to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I, like I said, it, it could be paranoia. It could just be where my I mean, heart is at right now. But I'm like, well, did she well, avoid she, getting on the elevator with me? That was my thought. Like she was going to get to that, going to get on the elevator Seen I was behind her and was like, nope, I'm going to go and pretend like I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I couldn't think I'm trying to think of a reason why with you sitting on the right side where the bathroom is, where you would go all the way to the left through the doors that lead to the elevator and then go all the way back to the right to go to the bathroom. Like you had to go to the bathroom. Why don't we just go? It's like right by your desk for the most part. So I'm like, did she do that just because? If she hadn't done that, she would have been on the elevator with me. And I'm like, that shit sounds so fucking paranoid. But, like, that's that's the world we live in right now. Like, I, I suspect everybody. Everybody. Every white person, I should say, that I don't already know. I had a situation at work where it's still... I don't, I've been there almost a year. This is the people I've, I've, like, not formally met still that I see often. And the way my... Our office is... Is that it's not a pass through point. Like to come to my office, you have to be dead set on coming there. It's like walking to the garage. You don't go nowhere else. You got to be dead set on coming to the garage. And I'm walking out of my office, and she's walking towards me, and she's like, I'm on her right side, and she's looking straight left the whole fucking time. Mm -hmm. Like she never looks up to acknowledge, like. You know, I walk past people every day, you know. You don't totally speak. You may smile. You may nod. You know, whatever the case. But she looked left the whole fucking time. And I was just like, this bitch don't even want to look at me and shit. And that shit just pissed me off, dude. Like, I've sat in meetings with this woman. Never really met her. But, I mean, I'm just you just cordial with the fucking people you work with. Mm -hmm. And she just walks and looks left the whole fucking time coming this way. I jumped in front of her. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just and, and and like and like you say, like it's like 
you want to believe there's a different reasoning for the shit, but I couldn't think of no reason why you wouldn't look up and look straight down left away from me when I'm walking past you. Like, I just couldn't understand it. Like, maybe you just in your own mind or something that day. Like, I don't want to be paranoid thinking that every white person that don't acknowledge me or speak to me or something got something against me or some shit. But it's the world we live in right now. I was just like, oh, no. So, yeah, I, I, I get it, man. I, I totally get it. Yeah, you don't want to think shit like that, but we are in a very tense racial climate right now. Like, there's people who are vehemently pro-Trump or anti-black or whatever the case may be, and there's a clear dividing line. Like, can you think about what it was like the day after he got elected? Like, that was a fucking weird-ass day, and it's because there's such a clear racial divide. So if you do shit like that, what other conclusion are you supposed to jump to like it just it, it is is this just how it is yeah do you do you have a lot of like political talk at your office no none absolutely none which to me is also kind of like almost like a sign well for me it's a well i i have a, a hunch and that i i don't think too many people in my job at least the ones in my office at least are uh trump fans and I've heard the owner, you know, say some say bullshit to the effect of not being a fan of his. But we don't have no political talk office, which is great. I don't know if it was some unspoken that I never found out about at work, but I'm so happy about that shit. Because I just don't feel the need to talk about black equality to a bunch of fucking white people. <laughs> right. Like, I, I just don't, man. So don't I don't want to get labeled as that guy. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. What do you? Boys in the hood. Right. I didn't know it was like that. Like I, I don't want to be the person that you're trying to get perspective from all the time. Like I, I just don't want to be that person. So, you know, I, I mean, I would love to get somebody a piece of my mind if they was a fucking Trump supporter and they had some had it. You know, uh, we was able to have a civil conversation. I don't think a civil conversation could happen though. I'm a, I'm I've strongly believe uh, nothing really civil could come out of that because I have no fucking so no fucking clue what to if either I truly do believe that there are people there are white people who kind of like and I don't really I don't really I don't really like Kimmel Kimmel um you know he made that we you know that uh that video today um talking about all of the Trump people and stuff like that I really do believe there are some it out of all of the sick ass people that probably voted for him, I think there are a small percentage that really was like, "What the fuck," or whatever. But I, you, what, what, what can you do now? The motherfuckers there now, so you know, there's no recanting your fucking vote. Yeah, I, I it's depressing. <laughs> I think it's sitting here just like. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, it points to a bigger problem. Like the whole two-party system is is fucked from the beginning, and that's where it led us. It led us to this to this point. What do you think a a, a Geo Stein presidency would have been like? Probably just as strange, but not as angry or as as racial. It'd have been weird, but I don't know. I think something has to happen to shake that system up because you got people that are lifelong politicians and like we got senators from Michigan has been 
in Washington since the 60s. Like, they can't be in touch with what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then the one good thing about that has come out of this is like, we're still talking about politics and it's August. And neither uh, Obama presidency after January, after the parties, it was over with. You know, you ain't talk politics anymore. So I think that people are, are more awake as far as politics. And I think that that would lead to hopefully some productive change, but it's yet to be seen. But the fact that we're still talking about it in August is is a plus to me. Yeah, I think a Jill Stein, like, I don't even really, like, as far as Jill Stein goes, like, it's to me, it's kind of, like, not even worth discussing because, like, all the problems with her or that people had was, like, all political shit. Like, like political shit like her stances and her thoughts on policy and shit like that. So, like, if she was president, it would just be, like, I have a problem with her policy. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. Like, this shit is, like, this shit goes beyond policy. Like, this is, like... Yeah, this is something, like, we never talk about policy. Yeah, this is some whole different shit, dog. Like, ain't nobody talking about this motherfucker's policy because he don't got no fucking policy. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's all about his fucking crazy-ass fans and shit, all the wild shit that he be saying. I don't even understand how this motherfucker can, like... Like, does he not have advisors? Like, does he not have people who say, don't say that? Because, like, this motherfucker will tweet or go up on a press conference and say, like, the wildest shit. And I'm feeling like, ain't nobody got no control over him. Like, Well, they did say that. I guess he had a speech he was supposed to do. Supposed to do yesterday or something. But he totally scrapped it and shit. Yeah. So I think he has people who are probably still trying to clean up the me- the constant messes that he's making. And you Talk about the frustration in his advisors. But you talk about somebody that that's coming from the private sector. That's that's wealthy. That probably has that's used to having a group of yes men around him. That nobody ever tells him like, "Yo, that's some dumb shit you saying." Like, because nobody wants to lose their job. So now he's in a situation where people are like, "Yo, you bugging, man!" But he's still like, "No, I can do what I want to do." Mm-hmm. And he, he's just not he's not rounding into this office at all. <laughs> and that's why he has such a high turnover rate. Even though a lot of presidents have high turnover, but his is ridiculously high. Yeah. And it's just because people are like, fuck this, I'm out. I can't do my job effectively the way the way he is. So and that's that. Yeah, and that's why I think it's like anybody else, it would have just been like, I don't agree with policy. But him is like he's like stoking the flames of hatred and shit like that. <laughs> like creating fucking Bringing it back to the fucking fifties and shit like that, and, and his need to to react to everything is like fucking ridiculous. Like you don't have to react to everything because the 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 CEO of Merck left his uh, his commission he had. He immediately had a response for that. Like why? Like he left. Dude wanted to leave. Like you don't have to. You don't have to but, answer that. But even that was just fucked up because he immediately had a response for that. The black guy that leaves. And then the white people that leave, he don't say shit. So you you gotta feel like we're 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 really living in a country where black people, even as a CEO of a major fucking company, they're still not looked at as 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 good people. We're still like second class. Somehow we're still fucking second class fucking citizens. I I just don't. I, 
I just don't get it, dude. Yeah, that's a depressing subject. <laughs> it really it is. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Nigga saying like we just lost our first pet, dog. Like <laughs> it's 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 so fucking ah man, dude. My biggest issue with it is how I feel about the shit. Cause like I'd rather just be like this policy thing is fucked up or we have like look at George Bush Jr. is like he's a shitty president. And that was like the extent of it. Like, he's a fucked up president. This motherfucker dumb as hell. And he's like watch the fucking tonight show and listen to people crack jokes on him and shit. And it's like, man, this motherfucker dumb. Like and it, it and it's like that shit was so bad and the way things are now makes that shit look great like because now it's like it's beyond just like oh i don't like his policy or this motherfucker's dumb it's like okay uh his fans want to kill me (laughs) like like that's that's like like way crazy like it's not like if you had a if you saw an article that said there's a George Bush Jr. rally going on in wherever, let's say fucking Redford. There's going to be George Bush Jr. fans are having a rally in Redford. You'd be like, oh, well, that's dumb. I'm not going to that. <laughs> Who cares? If you hear about a fucking Trump rally in Redford, you look, that shit's basically a fucking Klan rally, dog. Like, what the fuck, dog? No, it like, is. It's, it, it is. Like, that's just, that in and of itself is nuts. That essentially a Trump rally is a Klan rally. It's not like, yeah, Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, let's be anti-abortion and all, you know all those shit that we looked at as a big deal back then, like policy shit. It's like that shit is a fucking Klan rally. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Have you noticed that since Bush Jr. has been out of office, he seems like he's gotten cooler? Yeah. <laughs> is that like not the weirdest Look shit at his ever? Goofy ass uncle. <laughs> That's what he is. He, he's like the goofy uncle. Guy. <laughs> yeah. He's truly like the goofy, the goofy uncle that you 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 want to say bad shit about him, but you can't because he's just you know he's he's, cool. he's him. He's just him. And you look at how fucked up, like er, how much everybody hated him, and how fucked up everything was after nine eleven, and how much we had to see the fucking thing of him reading that book when he got told about that shit. And we were like, what the fuck? And then the whole thing with like Hurricane Katrina and how his reaction was weak and. Uh, fucking Kanye West, George Bush doesn't care about black people, all that shit. And that was like the be all end all. Like that was like the worst shit. Like this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Like this is the worst. that shit looks like fucking nothing compared to what's going on now. Like man, like that's crazy to think that like a hurricane could devastate New Orleans and he don't do shit. And that looks like nothing compared to what's going on now you'll take that right now yeah like man i sure do miss the days when the president didn't care about black people like like it's like yeah now the president kind of like emboldens his people to kill him like like what the fuck dog i just i was just thinking about this and i thought about the other week uh like last week and then i just forgot where the fuck is joe biden at chilling like, I see no sign of Uncle Joe out here, dude. Like, what the fuck, dude? They say Joe chilling in 2020. They say Joe might make a run in 2020. Man. He got to look at that shit as, like, the easiest fucking win ever, dog. There's but no- at the same time, I have no guarantee that... I really feel like there's no guarantee that if, if, if Trump makes it to 2020, that he won't get reelected. Like, I definitely cannot banish the idea of... Him being reelected. 
it is a to me a very feasible possibility that that motherfucker can get reelected. I feel, I, I feel I feel just as strongly that he won't get reelected, only because I feel like if if this doesn't before you continue, does your vehement feeling on him not being reelected? How does that compare to your feeling of his unlikeliness of getting elected in the first place? Because I know I was like, ain't no way this motherfucker no, gonna be president. No, 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 no. I think. Well, yeah, I think everybody, just about everybody who had fucking common sense, uh, felt that um, he wouldn't he wouldn't get elected. But and I keep referencing uh, this uh, uh, Kimmel uh, thing earlier because you know he spoke about people not wanting someone who's political, someone to you know sh- you know shake the boat or whatever, rock the boat and things of that nature. But I think now that people actually see how this fucker is and things of that nature. I just I feel like there's enough people that could really get him out. Like I just don't feel like there's going to be more people to. I mean, there's a lot of fucking hateful people in this fucking world, and I get that. But I feel like there's enough people now that have seen the damage that he's done, doing, and continues to do. And I feel like that's a that's enough people. Like I really feel like you. It'll be another fucking year of like. Barack going being up for vote. How many black folks? How many other folks voted for Barack and things of that nature? I really feel like there's enough people that would probably not want to see that shit again for four more years. I think you're underestimating. I might the idea of people perceiving this to be damage. I think, think it'd be a hell of a very, race. Very I think it'd be a hell of a percentage race. of people who voted for him and are like, "Oh wow, I fucked up." I think the vast majority of people who voted for him are getting exactly what they wanted and would vote for him again. And the only reason I say that he would he probably wouldn't get reelected is the fact that he technically didn't win in the first place. So it's like whatever small percentage of people that he would lose that he would lose over the course of four years would be enough to swing the electoral college vote to where he wouldn't win. A second time around but i don't think it I, I don't think that he wouldn't win because people are just like oh wow he's fucked up i think it would just be a situation where like he technically didn't win in the first place so if he loses more people no matter how small that number is could, it could fuck it up could he be the first president to just quit i, I always thought that that would be the thing i always thought that um him coming from the private sector being able to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do and then being in such a controlled environment that he would just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I don't want to do this shit no more. <laughs> it's not worth the headache. Yeah, I, I think these are going to be the this is going to be the, the the most stressful four years of his fucking life. I thought about that, but then I look at how he responds to the shit that's going on, and I'm thinking like, I don't think he's bothered by this at all. I think he possibly likes the idea of what's happening right now. And how he's emboldened people to do the shit that I they're mean, doing. I know Trump is a, a total 100% hate monger. No doubt. The fact that when he he brought up fucking the, the Nazi shit and then started asking about, the, what did he say? What about the leftists or some shit? The like, alt-left? The alt-left folks. You brought up a bunch of people that didn't even exist right now. <laughs> so he's a total hate monger, a total asshole, a total total dickhead. 
But I feel like he's still over his head with this shit. And I, I really feel like there's a possibility that he could be like, I don't want to do this shit. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, he's a billionaire. So you say, do I want to keep going through this shit for 400 grand a year? Like, I don't think so. But it ain't the money. also chill and make it easier on himself. He don't gotta be. He don't gotta be out here doing that shit. That's the part that bothers me so much. Like, why won't you just chill? Like, that's chill. That's it. That's You could just chill. You like, can just chill. Like, like you're the president. You can chill. <laughs> like, take some time off from fucking up. Like, why? Like, if you like, that's why I'm like, I don't know if he'll quit because he could theoretically quit without quitting. You could just like not be a piece of shit. Like, you would just like, you know what? I'm going to stay off Twitter for a few weeks. Like Bush Jr. I feel Because like he, he literally didn't run the country when he was president. I feel like he has, <laughs> but yeah, but I feel like as, as much as I feel like he might quit, I feel like while he's in it, I feel like he has to be he the has center to, of attention. He has to be the center of attention. He has to give us fucking Twitter updates. He loves he, that shit. That's another reason why I don't think he will quit. Because he fucking loves I being think he the loves fucking now. But I feel like Three and a half years in this shit. I don't know if he's really gonna like this shit anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I would love to be fucking right, <laughs> but I just I don't. I have my doubts and shit. You know what I'm saying? I would love to be right with this, but I, I have my I have my doubts. I I just don't. I think it's more likely he'd get impeached before he'd quit. And then how good is that for us though? Because next up is Pence. And- well, I don't um a popular narrative prior to him getting elected was oh Pence is way worse. Pence still, is worse. I think it's still going. People still feel that way. N- they well, may, a, but they're wrong. He's a politician. <laughs> yeah, like they so may feel that way, but they're wrong. His policies might be fucked up, but he will be a politician. That's the one thing, but he will have some fucked up policies. Yeah, I'm done I'm he, done with the Pence is worse narrative. That's Patently false. Yeah. Like, and even his hoe has uh, even condemned the fucking bullshit without saying it was a fucking off left shit. So, like, you know, it's, I mean, it's but, certain nights his assistant come in like, uh, your boss said this. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. You <laughs> <laughs> just know that this is happening. <laughs> Wherever the vice president is, I don't know, like, I, I can are you picture, fucking kidding me? I can, just, I can just picture Pence in his bed and his, his assistant calls him and he's just like, what this nigga do now? <laughs> <laughs> Every up. day. Jesus, Joseph and Mary. <laughs> Every day. Like we were talking earlier, like, everything that Trump has said or tweeted or communicated, however, you can always find the opposite view of him saying the shit. Well, he was a liberal for a long time. Like, but I'm saying, not even, I'm, I'm saying, like, literally, like, you can find fucking video tweets articles of him contradicting himself. Like, this motherfucker ain't even delete shit. Like, we were like, he need like a, they need to be like a, a, a department of deletion. Like, there gotta be some niggas that deleting shit. Dog, cause you're, you're constantly being fact-checked and constantly saying the opposite of what you said, wrote, tweeted, interviewed, all this shit, dog. The simplest... And he doesn't give a fuck. The simplest, softest, most... Kosher fucking example is how much he shit on Barack Obama for golfing. Like, that's the perfect fucking example. Pull up a tweet from 2013. 
fucking Obama golfing all the goddamn time. Like, what the fuck? This motherfucker golfs every, every weekend, weekend dog. Like, three months, dog. And then went on vacation. Like, like how do you go on vacation from vacation? Like, right. I need to take a break from golfing. That's, that's, that's the shit that we, we strive to want to do. Go on vacation from vacation. Woo! Man, when I get to that level, that's man, I, I didn't make it. I'm tired of hitting these golfers. Let me go to the fucking Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> like, come on, man. That guy, I, I, I just don't get it, dude. This motherfucker will be out here talking about uh, watch fucking lying Obama. He's going to talk shit about North Korea and get us all killed. <laughs> like 2017. Fuck North <laughs> Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Whole ass motherfuckers in North Korea. Tell him jump bad if he want to. <laughs> Bring some fire and brimstone on them bitches. Like, okay, he what? He, he did. He did. He yeah. said he'd bring fire and fury like the world has never seen. And the United States fire is locked and, and loaded. But somebody uh, suggested that what they need to do is him and Kim Jong Il need to be on the undercard of the McGregor and Mayweather fight. And they settle that shit. Well, fuck, you got to involve all these innocent people in your bullshit for. This is a great time for Celebrity Deathmatch to come back. Oh, that would, it would be so awesome. Dog, right this now. is such a great time for that to come back, dog. That, that would be the man. first premier fucking fight. <laughs> Trump and him. Kim, was it Kim Jong? Yeah, Kim yeah. Jong-un. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we have a lot of hypothesis about shit, but I would love to be fucking right in that ass. So either just gets beat. Or just fucking quits or impeach. But, yeah. Here's a question for you. If we found out that there was going to be a white nationalist or Trump rally in fucking Troy or fucking Royal Oak or Redford or something like that, would you go to it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's smoking a cigar like, mm-hmm. yep. I am definitely there. I am definitely there. Tony, like, mm. I don't think so. I would. I'm going. But now, if they come down on on 12th and Grand, I'll go to that one because that one's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm going. The only reason I put it in the suburb is because I feel like it's not feasible that they would actually come oh, to no. like actual. Like you've seen on Instagram, they like you should have a uh, have a meeting on Slauson and Crenshaw. I want to see something right quick. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. I think I think part of me wants to see people that I know, uh, uh, that I'm uh, associates with or something, just to see people on that side. That part of me wanted to go, just to be like, oh, I knew you was like that. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's, that's part pictures. of it. Right, that's part of it. Just I, I'll, be, I'll be sending pictures to, to Sean King like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Point him out, dog. Shine King. Shout out to Shine King. Shine King has been like, he's been like the Catch a Predator, the Races Edition, dog. He's been posting all these fucking pictures, getting people's getting names, fucking addresses. at FBI. This is Michael Ramos. Why is he not dog. arrested yet? <laughs> they get. They found one of the dudes was a fucking. Uh, he was a. A sex offender or some shit. One of the guys I think that that beat the one kid. In, oh, yeah. yeah. So they they found one of the guys, and they they've been finding a lot of them. But yeah, Sean King been out here doing 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 the Lord's work. <laughs> I was about to say doing the Lord's work. That's all I'm about to say. Dog. Sean King has been out here fucking doing the Lord's work. Uh, 
Shannon Sharp has been out here doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. Shannon sir. Sharp has been making so much fucking sense, man. And it, I always pegged him as being that kind of person. But man, I've seen him on some interviews, man, and he's just making too much fucking sense right now, dude. While we talking about Shannon Sharp, let's talk about the opposite of Shannon Sharp. Did you see fucking Jason Whitlock uh on um well whatever the fuck his show is? I've never actually I seen it. But it was a clip of him. He had a skit where it was like um talking about basically making fun of all the people who are like processing this shit. Like it was like he had, I almost want to, it's like fuck Jason Willard, but also fuck the black guy that he had in this skit. I'm like, who the fuck paid you to do this shit? But it was like a thing where it was like, he was saying that um, you can't, we don't get to watch. The idea was like, we don't get to watch, um, uh, national anthems or uh, what was the other thing or get to see press conferences no more and then like he showed the national anthem and it was like a black guy kneeling the national anthem and he was like yeah like he's kneeling and um the he's kneeling and we don't know why is for no reason or whatever and like make it seem like that's what we want to see and he was like now we get to like we don't get to see press conferences no more and the guy was like at a press conference, like, uh, yeah, you know, we need to talk about government and politics and stuff like that, and like make basically make him look dumb and shit. <laughs> I'm like, dog, this nigga, dog. I was, uh, I, I still don't. Well, I, and then I, it I, ends with him like doing this smile, and he has like this ridiculous fucking coon ass underbite. And he, oh man, I fucking hate Jason Whitlock. Uh, I don't yeah. even know who he is. I just know I hate him. Like, I, I like, I just know him as like. The guy who I've seen in videos that suck. Like, I don't even know what he does. Yeah, I don't know his history. Like, where the fuck? He just been He's a... came out of nowhere as a fucking coon, and he's just there now. Well, he's been a sports, sports broadcaster for a long time. Hmm. Has he always been, like, this coonish type? He's been coonish for a while. He was hmm. coonish before it was cool to be a coon. Mm, well, at least he's a loyal coon. He's man. earned his stripes, boy. Yeah, he can, he can be, like, the hipster of coons. I don't know why he hate black people so much, though. <laughs> I don't get it, Doug. Only thing I can, only thing I can imagine is that there's gonna be people who, and I'm not saying this is him, but there are gonna be people who are gonna go against what they believe if the check is good enough, and they'll be like, hey, you know, I gotta feed my family, so if uh, ESPN is like, I'm, I don't know, is he, he's ESPN, Fox. right? No, oh, Fox. So if Fox goes, hey, I man, fucking makes sense. We'll give you X amount of dollars if you, you know, make fun of fucking Colin Kaepernick and all that shit. He's going to go, well, I got a family. Yeah, he's going to fucking sell his soul for that check. And I don't, I can't get behind that, obviously. Obviously, I can't get behind that. I don't know. I don't know how you can, as a black person, sell out at this moment. Like, I feel like there's moments before where you could be somebody like Jason Willock and he'd be like, look at this motherfucker, whatever. And he could kind of like maybe like fly under the radar. But like, and um, right now, where tensions are so high and everything is so bad, to still like blatantly do shit like that, like you just don't have a soul. Like you don't have any fucking self-respect, dog. Like it ain't no, ain't no amount of money that somebody could pay me in this current moment with in this climate with this much hatred to go on go on TV and demean Colin Kaepernick or. Uh, make fun of black athletes who are taking a stance against all this ridiculousness. Like, man, you gotta be like, 
I don't I don't even know how to verbalize it, dog. Like you gotta be the worst kind of human being, dog. Like this shit has brought out the disgustingness of humanity as a whole. Like I've always been you could we've been doing this podcast for a good three years, man. I've been anti humanity the <laughs> the entirety of that bitch and like this shit, like is bringing out the worst of it. It, 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 it proves me right. I don't want to be right, but shit, like I don't even know if it's humanity really. I feel like it might just be America. Like we just, this is just a fucked up country. Like not to say everywhere else is great, but like I feel like we are the worst of the worst. Like this country is a complete fucking joke and a complete shithole. Like we are people still like, oh, it's a great country. This is a great country. This country is fucked up in almost every way. We are not good at shit. We are not elite at shit. We are not smart. We are not like nothing, dog. Like we are hateful. We are evil. Like this country is like fucking trying to uh, exert its beliefs on other countries, going to fight battles in other countries while we fucked up here. Like there is so much shit wrong with this country, dog. Like I want out so badly. Like I, I this is country is fucked up. And for him to just be perfectly willing to go on fucking TV and feed into this shit. Like, you gotta be a fucking, like, a soulless fucking human being. Like, I I don't get that shit at all, man. We gotta get motherfuckers like that really up out of here. I don't know how he... Well, he still has a job because the people he works for are fine with it. But, (laughs) in theory, I don't know how he still has a job. Yeah, I don't get this shit. I don't. I just hope for the best. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't know, dude. I just I feel helpless. I feel like I have no fucking, no fucking, no no hope of this shit, dude. It's it's just so fucked up, dog. I, I, I also look at a lot of these videos of like the white nationalists like being like gangsters as hell and shit, and I think like okay. That shit flied back in the 50s, but I kind of feel like y'all ain't scared of us still. Like, y'all ain't scared of us really. Because, like, I feel like they they do that shit in places where maybe, like, we're low in number. Like, because I'm like, I feel like, would you really be that brazen around, like, niggas, niggas? Like, because I feel like y'all know, y'all scared of us. For real, for real. Like, that's why I feel like they would never come here. Because, like, that shit, like, watching that Vice documentary that I posted... I look at that shit and I'm like, I'm imagining these fucking toothless fucking hillbillies trying to roll around, not even Detroit, but just within the immediate vicinity of Detroit, trying to do that shit. And I'm like, man, I know they scared. I know they scared. You ballsy right now when you got all your white friends with you and ain't that many black people around, but I know y'all scared of us. I know y'all are. So like, try that, try that shit around here. Like, that's why I said I would go because I'm like... Just the thought of being able to beat the fuck out of one of those people <laughs> is so enticing to me. Like, just one. It ain't gonna matter. It ain't gonna change shit. They still gonna be hateful. They still gonna be out here doing their rallies. But, man, I would feel so much better if I could just put the knuckles to one of these motherfuckers. And I mean, like, brutally. Not just like, oh, I stole on one. Like, no, I mean, beat this motherfucker, like, just senselessly, dog. Like, Oh, that shit would be so gratifying. And I know you're not I know you're not supposed to say that, but god damn it, man. Somebody needs to beat the fuck out of some of these motherfuckers on fucking like I wanna see that shit. We see all these videos of them fucking 
cops killing the black folks and all these videos of these racist rallies and shit. And they're just like yelling all kinds of shit like fuck black people and their lives don't matter and ganging up 40 on one and all that kind of shit. And you like so fucking gangster when it's all y'all like I would love to see the exact fucking opposite. Let me see, like, five of y'all motherfuckers, like, yeah, white power, black lives don't matter, and roll up on, like, 20 niggas and just, like, get fucking curb stomped to to the ICU. <laughs> like, man, that shit would give me so much life to see that shit. Fuck man, it. I would love that shit to be blasted on CNN. Oh, uh, white nationalists made a big fucking mistake today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you fucked up. Yeah, like... <laughs> Black people scored one today when they uh, put 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 a white nationalist teeth to the curb, <laughs> like, like that kind of shit, man. Oh man, that'd be so fucking great. Whew. that shit gets me hyped, dog. I, man, that's why I would go. Like, man, just let me get one opportunity, dog. Like, man, right? You are totally hyped. Let me just pummel one totally, of these motherfuckers, dog. Totally hyped. Uh, trying to pull a American X. Yes, let me, in the morning. let me bring out my like ten years of. This is so fucked up. Onto just one individual. Like, man, I don't know what I was thinking, dog. I woke up this morning. I thought I'd be, like, able to, like, roll into fucking Southfield and get this Trump shit popping. And <laughs> now I got to breathe through a tube. Like, like <laughs> that would be so gratifying, dog. Man. Oh, that'd be great. I want to, like, cry tears of joy just at the thought. I feel like that would make white people just second guess all that shit. Like uh, one of our groups made a mistake. <laughs> maybe we maybe we should calm down. Yeah, maybe we don't have a win here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should reconsider this shit. <laughs> Cause I know they're scared, man. They gotta be scared. At least in uh in general, like I mean, like I said, I think they pick and choose their places wisely. I would love to see them just think that they got one. And just take like the ultimate fucking loss. Like the exact opposite of the fucking Charlottesville shit. The exact fucking opposite. Oh shit. We made the wrong turn at Grash it. (laughs) 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 Let's just make a quick pit stop at this liquor store. Refill our beers and uh, we'll keep the rally going. (laughs) Get out like, no. Man, just one mistake. I would love to see it, even if it don't make a matter in the old. Even if it don't make a make a dent in the whole big picture, like I would just love to see them take one massive fucking L. Cause we don't take. We've been taking massive fucking L's consistently ever since this motherfucker got elected. And I would love to see them take one, like just a real fucking hard L. Truck rallies today resulted in forty five deaths. <laughs> No weapons involved. Just all all hands. <laughs> but yeah. It's my pipe dream. That's how I sleep well at night. I think you're going to sleep awesome tonight then. Yeah. Most people are like, man, I had a good dream last night. I dripped off fucked Halle Berry. I wake up like, man, I had a good dream last night. I <laughs> dripped I beat the fuck out of a white nationalist. <laughs> Yeah, some of them been taking some fucking L's, boy. They've been catching some good video of the motherfuckers, boy. Taking some straight straight shots to the face. Speaking of shots to the face, why does Steve Bannon like he's dying, dude? 
I saw a picture of this motherfucker. His face look out. His face looks how it looks. It's fucked up. And it was like, it was like, is it blood on his collar? Like he had like, it looked like he literally had blood on his collar. Like he just like. Just be like, yeah, I saw walk around just bleeding out the face and shit. Dog. Somebody said that he have a pimple on his collar. <laughs> like, was it just growing out of his fucking collar and shit? Dude? Like, dog, this is fucking leopard. Like, dog. dude, no one, no one said, let me take you to the powder room, get you some fucking bandages or something, dog. Why is his face bloody, dude? <laughs> his neck bloody. Like, what is going on, dog? <laughs> Like, what does he have? And like I've ranted a million times before, like, how are you like the master race and you <laughs> you fucking look like a fucking leopard, dog? Like, like there's so many things wrong with this, these people. And they out here like, yeah, we they, they're taking our shit like this is our shit. And we're the master race and these fucking nigger mong- mongrels and all this shit. And I'm like, but you out here like bleeding out the neck randomly and fucking. Walking oh, around fucking, fucking old faced and shit. Leaving dick cells everywhere. Why is that one chick, uh, what's the chick that had the, the TV show to get canceled? I thought she was older, but she's like 25. The white girl. Tommy Lynn. I can't believe you forgot her her name. I, I don't know why I was going to call her Lena or something just like that. She's like 25. Yeah. And I think being, being hateful really ages you, dog. Yeah, it does. Steve. Probably why, probably why I've aged so much in the past couple years. <laughs> I mean, I I'm think a hateful a, ass motherfucker right you got now. A, you got a, a slightly different hate going, but yeah, I think when you hate the hate, it ain't it ain't as bad. That's kind of how I rationalize it. I mean, it sounds like justification, but I think about it like they made me this way. I was never like this, and I was like, I was actually kind of like the opposite of how I am now. If you go back like ten years, because I was thinking like. You know, black people be complaining about uh, we don't have this and we don't have that and it's the fucking white man's fault. And I'm like, but y'all niggas out here just being ain't shit. Like, don't be blaming a white man for being out here fucking up. And now I'm like the exact opposite. Like, these white people got to go, dog. <laughs> they out here fucking up. Nigga, like, how would I ever think of, think that shit like that? I still think that shit is true. I mean, well, it, what I felt at the time was true. But like, it's just like now it's like. I just didn't have all the facts because they they hit it so much. Now I know how they really really feel. It's like okay. So are you considering yourself woke? <laughs> all right. So uh, <laughs> you wanna you wanna uh, reach us is uh, Michael underscore Aaron. <laughs> yeah, but, we get, we get. At, but yes, actually. Um, I mean, I th- there's nothing wrong. It's a with combination you, of. Start getting more understanding. I mean, yeah. the only reason I I don't say woke is because I, I don't fire. feel like I hate it too. But I don't feel like the distinction I make is I don't feel like the shit was going on and I was just in doubt. And now I realize it. They were hiding it. Like it, it wasn't like I it was going on and I was missing it. Like they were hiding it and now they're not. And so it's like it's more like I'm woke in a sense of like I realized that they were hiding it, not. I'm woke like I was wrong and now I'm right. Like, no, it was like they they were hiding it and now they're not. So I was wrong when I thought that they weren't like that, not because I was ignoring the evidence, but just because the evidence wasn't there. So, but short answer, yeah, kind of. I don't like the term, but yeah. Yeah, I hate it, but yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, well, I guess uh, you got any last words we can end this for you at? Two and a half. Yeah. 
don't have I don't have any more hatred to spew right now. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm out for the moment. Um, but if yeah. you want, if you're yearning for some more of my hatred, follow me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, you can find a podcast uh, on Twitter at What Up Dope Podcast. Our email is What Up Dope Podcast at Gmail. Um, yeah. Is your page is your Twitter page open for now? I think it is, but it's only because I forgot to lock it back. Oh, like yeah. I opened it up to do something and I forgot to lock it back. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, find them there. Thanks for stopping by. This <laughs> <laughs> is depressing. Yeah. And we're gonna try to live to next week <laughs> <laughs> and, and record again. Yeah, Other if the truck rally stop through here, man. We gonna have a fire ass podcast next time. Man, if it do, I hope it come Monday or Tuesday, <laughs> so we can talk about it on Wednesday. Like, yeah, we uh, welcome to the 141st episode of What Up Though podcast. Mike is in jail. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's proud about it. He don't even want to. He don't even want us to bail him out. His <laughs> charges are allegedly curb stomping <laughs> a, a white nationalist. <laughs> And his words was assault with intent to educate. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the police and white people. End quote. So, but yeah, but uh, other than that, just, it'll be uh, like that. What was that podcast you said? It's from the jail. Ears, ears, or whatever. What did you say it was called? Hustle. Ear, ear hustle. hustle. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the Ear Hustle podcast. We got Mike on the line. <laughs> <laughs> ear hustle. What up, though? Edition. <laughs> All right, with well, peace, then. See y'all next week. Yeah, peace.